Sirius XM. Howard Stern. Oh, man. Hey, uh, hey now, everyone. I'm really not into uh, being here this hey morning. To be honest. Well, thank really you. We're for real, we feel really good about that. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Um. Yeah, last week we were off, but I used the opportunity to get, um, I, I, I guess it's called surgery, but you could either call it a procedure or surgery. And uh, it was a minor thing that I had to have taken care of. I had like a stone in my bladder, believe it or not. It was aggravating my bladder. And uh, they go in through your dick and uh, blast it. Pretty cool what they can do, but I got really not wiped out from it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not supposed to get that wiped out from it, but I got wiped out from it. Well, it all but, depends uh, on your, your, you know, sometimes it's more the anesthesia. Maybe. Than the procedure. The doctor was great, took good care of me, and uh, your hero is back. You know, but... Um, Better than yeah, ever. Yeah, so I wasn't having any fun, I'll tell you that. It was not a, you know, I had a week <laughs> off, but it shouldn't count. Did you imagine Howard uh, sitting uh, by the beach, sipping a yeah. pina colada and uh, listening to steel drum music? That didn't happen. It didn't happen. And, you know, my wife was like, she thinks I'm a big baby when I get stuff done. But I was uncomfortable and I wanted sympathy. And she was like, suck it up. Come on. Because we go for a walk on every day. But I was told not to take a big walk. So I did little uh -huh. walks. And uh, I don't know. I think she was frustrated by my little walk, but now I'm back. Now I'm back to my full walk. You really? Know. When did you have your first full walk? Um, <laughs> Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really weird. Um, I saw a video of my little bladder stone. It was like two centimeters. It actually wasn't that little. Uh, and um, yeah, they go in through your dick. Ooh. And then they, yeah. And then like uh, you got to pee. Before you can leave the hospital. And I was, uh, I wasn't peeing urine, let's put it that way. And it was, that freaked me out. That was pretty traumatizing. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I was pretty blown off by that. I was like, whoa, what is this? And then my penis was like farting, like, uh, like the blood was coming out. Air and it would, like, was coming out. Yeah, we, yeah, it would just be like, like air and it would be like, <laughs> Like I'm a like, faucet whoa. when they've turned off your water and you turn it yeah. back on. You get those air bubbles in it. Yeah, but I have a video of the actual stone being blasted out by the laser, and it's very really? cool. Yeah. Very cool. Is it so like I was a really sci-fi thing? Like, oh, you're, uh, you're seeing this, and maybe it doesn't even exist. Yeah, it's weird. It's like there's a whole universe going on inside our bodies. It's really nuts when you see something like that. But anyway, I had that done. And then, um, I don't know. I was just kind of depressed. I don't know if that's the anesthesia doing the, the mood altering thing, but I was just like, oh, this, this vacation sucks. Well, it's but also, I was, you know, that you had to have something done. You know, I'm sure yeah. that that wasn't, you know, something you were looking forward to and all hopped up about. And then, you know, you get up and you can't stand up straight and it hurts. And yeah, well, a lot going yeah, it hurts, on when, there. hurts when you pee for a while. I was taking some Tylenol and some other things, but 
But I got to tell you, I'm very grateful for doctors. You know, you think about it like in order to be a doctor, you got to be among the smartest of your high school graduating class and then your college graduating class. And like the fact that smart people choose to go into medicine, I'm grateful for that because there's not too many people who could actually blast the stone out of you and not fuck up the rest of your body. And, um, you know, I'm just very grateful for medical people in general. We take that shit for granted. And uh, I'm really pissed off at people in our country who are anti-science. You know, they, the, the ones who are they're against... always running to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are, they're there. <laughs> you know, they don't want to die either. But especially these people who go, well, the vaccine, it's dangerous. And you ask them, you ask them about it. You go, well, what do you mean it's dangerous? Oh, I, I'm telling you, I heard it's dangerous. I knew of a guy, he had a heart problem and blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't know jack shit. Admit it. You were the biggest idiot in high school, and then you went on to be an idiot in college, and now you're an idiot adult. Why do you think you're going to understand what yeah. that vaccine is? Yeah. You've never understood I, anything. Yeah, <laughs> you're a total moron. <laughs> and now you have thoughts about what science works and what science doesn't. Just shut the fuck up and listen to the experts. And you know what? If the experts are wrong, they got a better view of the world than you do. I you know, admit the there woman, were people smarter than me. You know that, Robin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have heard you do that once or twice. Yeah. But in, I admit you that. know, very quietly. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in woman, school. I remember uh, being in school and not being able to even concentrate in math class because I, <laughs> my head was going to explode. And I went, you know, it's about time I realized I'm an idiot. Well, I just you know? read an article about the woman who... uh fought to create that rna technology right do you know she even got demoted in her university I mean. because is. everybody thought she was wrong yeah there you go and they put her off in you know some random place in the university they said you can stay but you can't be in the big building where all the other greats are and she went on and moved to the small building and got a guy to to work with her and help her with her experimentation and everything and she cracked something and she just picked up a nobel peace prize and the really horrible thing about it is that university was so horrible to her and they've made tens of millions of dollars licensing what she did. There you go. The world ain't fair. You know, uh, and then after you have the surgery, they tell you in order to uh, clean out your system, you got to drink a ton of water. So um, which makes you pee more. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I got up to that bowl and I had a pee. And as shit was burning, I was like, whoa, I'm in for a party. But, you know, everything settled down after a while, after a couple of days. And But, man, oh, man. Yeah, so I um, I drank a ton of water, and then I was up every fucking hour peeing. Did you use your new tech, you know, the, the thing you learned where you waited out and maybe you don't have to pee? That shit don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pee. Oh, my God. I was drinking so much water. I went for a walk with Beth. I said, honey, I got to pee. And we're out, you know, we're out in the neighborhood. I'm like, I got to pee. I got no, I got no fucking, uh, I got no choice. I'm going to pee my pants. You got pants. no she control. Goes, you, you can't stop it. She goes, you can't pee. 
this neighborhood has cameras everywhere. I said, well, what am I going to do? Pee in my pants? She goes, well, you just can't pee. Well, I'm holding it. I'm walking like a duck. I mean, I can't even fucking function. <laughs> Finally, I got to a point. I just ducked behind a tree and I peed. That's it. Yeah. I had no choice. Sorry. That's it. That was my week. Peeing, trying to decide when to pee, when can I go for a walk. You know, it was kind of a How bummer. How far can you walk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's See, all a of doctor. that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Tony. This is Dr. Tony. I just want to say, here's a guy who's a medical doctor, right? Uh, thank you for your service. It's another guy I appreciate, I think- Dr. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. We talked last year. I'm the doc who talked about the baby without the head. South Carolina, you know, that uh, hot governor who who refuses to rule babies without heads. Pretty creepy. But Yeah, I guess in certain parts of the country, they believe a woman should give birth to a baby without a head. is Because it's a, for some, they think it's a baby. <laughs> well, the, I just read a story about a woman who had to, they made her carry her baby who had already died. Yeah. To turn. They're nuts. They wouldn't let her get an abortion. They're all nuts. This is called nuts. It's very creepy, but, but Robin, you made the point actually. A lot of Howard's, uh, discomfort was from the anesthesia. You know, they knock you out actually with fentanyl. They give you that medication fentanyl. It does slog you out pretty good. And, um. And then I woke up with a sore throat and I thought I had COVID. I thought I caught COVID, and I was like, oh, shit, but the sore throat went away. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Robin explained to me, they um, when they give you anesthesia, they, they spray something down there, and they, it dries your throat out. They want to dry. They don't want you. So anyway, it's, it's but anyway, thank God for doctors, Dr. Tony. No, no, Howard, Howard, it's absolutely true. And I just wanted to say one thing about medicine that people don't realize. Medicine is based on statistics. That's what it's based on. Yes, it's true. If you gave COVID to a billion people, a few people would get sick. But most of the people, it will save their life. Everything is statistics. Listen, you could smoke cigarettes until you're 95 and not get lung cancer. But the right. truth is, 98, 99% of people will get lung cancer and heart disease. That's what medicine is based on. Statistics. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Dr. Tony. Dr. Tony, I like what, if I was a doctor, I wouldn't let anyone call me Dr. Howard. I'd have to be Dr. Stern. I, I Dr. don't like Howard uh, put, sounds kind of funny. Dr. Howard, Dr. Howard, <laughs> Dr. Moe, Dr. Howard, Dr. Howard, Dr. Howard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a crazy week. Whole Israel things got me depressed. You know, I can't believe it because. When Trump was in office, Jared Kushner was sent over to the Middle East to solve the whole problem. And he came back and said, problem solved. So I don't know what yeah, the hell all I this thought, is. I thought we'd never see anything like this again. Yeah, I got the that's some article here that said that Jared Kushner promised that it was he basically said, yeah, they negotiated something. And the Arabs and the Jews are cool. It's all over. Well, why didn't he go talk to them since he, you know, they had come to such a great agreement and an understanding? Why didn't he jump up and run over there? I don't know. Let's see. Here's what he said in 2021. Quote, we are witnessing the last vestiges of the Arab-Israeli conflict thanks to the peace plan 
uh, Jared Kushner negotiated during the Trump administration. But I know that Jared was six months after leaving office, he received two billion dollars in investments from Saudi Arabia. Which I think so that is the was country, the peace plan. <laughs> I think those are the ones that financed 9-11, allegedly. Right, right. But that was the peace plan. He made two million dollars. <laughs> two billion. <laughs> two million. Two billion. Two oh billion. Goodness. Yeah. But anyway, evidently, there Amazing. must have been a glitch in his plan because uh, now all hell has broken loose. A loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody found a loophole and they didn't have to not yeah. attack. Meanwhile, I was a depressing week between like Israel and all the fucking nut jobs. You know, people who want babies born without a head. Sometimes I wish I was born without a head. I look in the mirror sometimes. I go, you know, I I probably have a better look if I just had a neck and then it ended. But did um, you know this was going to happen and write it into the uh, American Nightmare song? A yes. headless baby. There's a line yeah. in the song about a headless right. baby. Yeah, Rob wrote that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is a tough week. Something I was going to tell you, but I can't think of it. Well, now. you look very good, and your Do hair I? looks really good. What what happened yeah. with that? I got my hair cut right before I went into surgery. <laughs> I did. I got a haircut. It looks good. Thanks. Yeah. My hair sometimes looks good, sometimes it doesn't. It's very tricky. Um, yeah, and then there was this whole thing going on, too, with uh, over in France, there's a, a bed bug epidemic, like worse than anything that ever occurred in Manhattan or in this country. And this whole thing, uh, you know, at first I didn't pay, you know, my wife, as I told you, is going to France. Oh, that's Going right. without me, right? And um, my mother-in-law sent my wife a text. She was the first one to say, hey, you know, there's a bed bug, like a like not just a couple of bed bugs everywhere. I don't care no, what they, hotel you're on the subway, they're in every building, they're everywhere. everywhere. Like everywhere, like a like a epidemic in France and I was like um so my mother-in-law wrote Beth a note saying, you know, there is and Beth like freaked out because she's like she doesn't want anything to go wrong with her trip to France. So she got upset. So then I was like going to bring it up that there's a bed bug situation in France and it's so bad that there's no chance you're not bringing back bed bugs. But if I say it, she's going to kill me. She's, <laughs> you know, she doesn't want to hear it. She wants to go to France with her girlfriends. And she doesn't want you getting in her head about yeah. something that could go wrong. Yeah, she gets really, really mad at me. If I, you know, she, she kind of says, Oh, you're just like, if even if I say, Oh, I'm gonna, uh, it's gonna be sad for me. I'm gonna miss you. That's like, you're, you're making me feel bad about going to France. And if I say, you know, Hey, have you given some thought to the bed bugs? That'll be like, Oh, I know about it. So I, I, you I, haven't you said know, anything. I, I, oh, 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 no. <laughs> I'm afraid of her. <laughs> But the deputy mayor of Paris, whatever the fuck that is, deputy mayor of Paris warned that He's no like one is the Barney to the Andy. Yeah, is the mayor, it's like the, for those the sheriff for you, for you thousand year old people. Yeah, it's like Andy of Mayberry. 
when uh, Barney would be the uh, deputy sheriff and he was in charge. But anyway, Deputy Mayor Paris warns, quote, no one is safe from an infestation. And I was like, oh, fuck. I should have. I have a friend who lives there. I should ask her what she's doing. Yeah, well, and then you can text Beth and tell her not to go. So anyway, (laughs) as it turns out, Beth isn't going to France. What? Yeah, her one of her friends had to cancel and this and that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you lucked out. <laughs> yeah. So she's not going. Well, that takes a load off everyone's mind. Yeah. But I heard, I mean, the Olympics is happening a year from now over in Paris. And they're so worried about those bed bugs. That's why you're hearing about it now. Those bed bugs have been around for a while. But now they're saying, we got to get this under control because the Olympics is going to be here in a year. And Mm. we can't have all these bed bugs hopping around every country. Well, anyway, I was like, kind of like, thank God Beth isn't going to Israel. Israel. Beth isn't. Well, she's definitely not going to Israel. (laughs) Beth is not going to France. Go to Israel. <laughs> I know. I said, anybody planning a trip to Israel? <laughs> hey. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, she's not going to France. And I'm like, because I would have been freaking out if she came back with bed bugs. But well, I wasn't allowed to say anything. Out anyway, if she Yeah, left. it wouldn't have been good. Oh, yeah. You would have heard a lot of complaining and like, you know, I don't like being left alone. I don't do well. Yesterday, Beth had to take a splinter out of my finger, and that was a whole thing. And then I was mad because I started to bleed, and I told her she didn't do a good job. You know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, don't ask. Listen to this crazy story. Did you you want to hear a crazy story? Her, wait a minute. Did you tell her before you married her that you can never leave me hey, after this? <laughs> she knew. She had been living with me for nine years. It wasn't a big surprise. <laughs> Uh, speaking about marriage, I'll get to Ronnie's wedding in a minute, but you're going to be angry because I've heard all the stories and quite frankly, it's fucking stupid. I mean, not, not the wedding. The wedding was just very beautiful. Nothing weird happened. But in terms of a radio show, it was a total bust. Oh, like, really? no, yeah, I'll tell you some of the Nothing. things I heard. Okay. I'll well, tell you a I couple just of saw things. A very beautiful picture of Ronnie and Stephanie kissing with Elvis warbling in the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what I learned. Sweet. Yeah. I'll tell you what I learned about the wedding, but you got to hear this crazy story. So I have to carry, as I've told you, an EpiPen everywhere I go because my wife refuses to carry an EpiPen. What's an EpiPen? An EpiPen is in, if you're you got deep allergies, like a peanut allergy or anything, your throat can close up and you can die. And Epi and stands for epinephrine. Epinephrine. Epinephrine, what it does was it, it somehow keeps your throat from closing or keep you alive. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, opens your airways and all that. Yeah. And I don't know anything about an EpiPen in terms of, I've never even used one. I looked online, there was a video about how to use it, but I've never given anyone an injection. I don't know what I'm doing, but I carry the EpiPen in case something happens to her. And I go, well, why don't you carry the EpiPen wherever you go? I'm not doing it. Nothing can happen. Nothing. I go, what are you talking about? You get stung. So if she gets stung by a bee, she gets crazy reactions. And each time it's getting worse and worse. So the doctor said, carry an EpiPen. And she refuses to carry the EpiPen. So I get pissed off at her and I go, well, I'm going to carry it. 
And then if I forget it, I'm in a panic. And she's, you know, la-di-da. And I don't know what it is about her, but we were in Manhattan when I was doing the uh, Keith Richards um, interview. She was walking around Manhattan. A guy walks up to her on the street and says, ma'am, excuse me. I just want you to know there are five bees on your back. Like, she wow. attracts bees. Yeah, like there's something with her. She doesn't wear perfume. She doesn't, you know, it's a mystery to us, but she's like a bee magnet. Or something. And but in anyway. Manhattan of all places. Yeah, like it was weird. It's this random guy comes up to her and goes, I'm just warning you, there are five bees sitting on your jacket, on the back of your jacket. She, of course, doesn't carry her EpiPen. And I don't know what it is about my wife that she won't carry an EpiPen. She feels you know invulnerable. I mean? You know, she really does. Yeah, well, she well, she got her comeuppance. Wait till you hear this story. This is fucking nuts. So... This is a week ago. We're in the fucking house, our house. And Beth has every room of our house with kittens and mommy kittens and mommies are, are giving birth. Don't ask what's going on in my house. <laughs> you crazy. got a labor and li- delivery department, a pediatric department. Y- yeah, it's, it's all crazy. <laughs> and Beth, well, I'm so proud of what she does. And I love that we rescue animals. Can't tell you how great it is. That, that, no problem. So anyway, Beth is with one of the mommies and the, the babies, and um, she gets stung in our house. She laid down on the floor to take care of one of the kittens, and uh, I guess she rolled onto a bee in the house. Oh. The bee stings her. She comes running upstairs with the EpiPen. Honey, I just got stung by a bee. I'm like, oh, fuck. What am I going to do now? I'm opening this thing up. I'm shaking because I know I got to get this epinephrine into her. I'm no doctor. What do I know? This is why I love doctors. They know what to do. I don't know what to do. I've only watched one video. I'm ripping this thing apart. It it doesn't. It's not really clear what you should do, but I I don't know how I did it. Opened it. I you got to jam it into her thigh. I jam it into her thigh. Get the epinephrine in there. I I. I, I even bent the needle. I couldn't figure out why. I bent the needle because I didn't, I was so nervous. I didn't go into her thigh. I went into her hip. Oh, you know what I mean? I went too high geez. with my, yeah, but I was nervous. I had, and I knew you I had to get it into her. You probably hit a bone or something. I hit a bone. I bent the whole <laughs> fucking needle, but I got the shit into her and it was all good. Well, once she got this epinephrine, she was so jacked. Because it makes oh, your she heart was beat. running around, yeah. <laughs> well, we, I said, and the doctor told us, then get her to the hospital. We got her over to the hospital, emergency room. They were great. They take her in. She was in there for three fucking hours. Um, I'm sitting there three hours because they had to give her a drip and a this and a that. Because she gets such a bad reaction to bees. But you mean and her I'm, heart was racing and yeah, oh, wow. everything. Yeah, heart was racing. They got to watch it because your heart, your heartbeat goes through the roof with this epinephrine. But she was like all on a high. She was like, what? Like she was jacked. Like, like she, like, like she took a hit of speed or something. <laughs> well, it is sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, uh, maybe that's why they prescribe epipens because maybe kids would start fucking injecting this shit into themselves to give themselves some sort of high. I don't know. I hope well, not. it's because you could die. I, yeah, I hope they don't do that. That's horrible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Anyway, take her home. You know, ha, ha, ha. Everything's all funny. But meanwhile, it was pretty scary. Then, uh, <laughs> this is crazy. 
So we're like, well, how are bees getting into the house? Turns out we got a beehive, yellow jackets, attached to the house, right wow. under the window where these cats were. And you were. had no idea? No idea, because bushes and stuff were covering uh, it. You know how you have, like, uh, bushes and yeah. stuff? I'm like, tear down those bushes. But anyway, we called in a guy. His job is to, you know, get rid of the bee's nest. He he got rid of it. Well, now the bees are dead, right? Mm-hmm. Two days later, we go into this room with the cats. The room is swarming with bees. So I guess after they took out the nest, the bees who were left over, who didn't get, you know, the gas chamber. They were away for uh, during that time. <laughs> they, yeah, somehow they escaped. They were out doing whatever bees do. And these bees got into the house. And now they're swarming all over on the ceiling, all, everywhere. I mean, it was scary. Yellow jackets, which are the worst bees on the planet. And there's no reason for yellow jackets. They don't do anything good. It's not like they pollinate anything. They just they just sting you. That's their whole job is to fuck with you. But does well, that anyway. mean there's some kind of opening in your house where... Well... It's interesting. I should have called you because uh, we couldn't figure out what was going on. So I said to Beth, get out of this room now. I can't get out. I have to get the mama and the babies. I said, I'll get these babies out. Get out. out She won't get out. I get the babies out. She runs and gets the mama, which was, you know, and she's in this room full of bees. But we get her out of there. She doesn't get stung. I said, let's get all these cats out of here. She goes, I don't have another room to put them in. We got cats in every room. I go, you got, you can't go in this room until we get it taken care of. This was over the weekend. I couldn't call the bee guy. It was the middle of, you know, it was nighttime. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway. I go upstairs. We get the, you know, we get that. I, I, and I put towels down so the bees can't get into the rest of the house. We'll figure it out in the morning. This kind of thing. Next morning, what does Beth do? I'm very proud of you. You were very brave. I'm going to get would, those babies. <laughs> yeah, I tried swatting some of those bees, but they then they started attacking me, and I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get stung. So no. I closed off the room. All done, right? Next morning, the dude comes from the bee place. You know, the, the exterminator. He he says, "Uh oh," and he figures out when they built my house. They didn't seal up this wall where the bees nest was. In other words, the bees are able to fly right in between the oh. window and the wall. There's no, there's no, some kind of filler. Caulking so, or whatever caulk they foam. Do. They shoot, <laughs> so they shoot some foam down there to get these bees uh-huh. out and this and that, and whatever it is. Well, I don't know, but whatever it's going to be. Meanwhile, Beth's not allowed in that room. Because I said, if you go in there and get stung, we're fucked. She goes, I'm not going to get stung. I'm going to go in. I got to get, I have some cans of cat food in there. I go, I will get whatever you need from that room. Do not go in the room. What did she do? She went in the room. Went in the room. Two seconds later, a bee goes into her sweatshirt, stings her ass. Oh, my God. I blow my stack. I go, what are you doing in that fucking room? I had to get a can of food. I said, but I'm here. I, I don't get allergic reactions. So I just took a right out because she was still on half the drugs that she had from the other beast thing. I took a right to the emergency room. They monitored her for a while and she was fine. Like crazy. So you spent I, two times in two days in the emergency room. I said, this emergency room is going to think we're one of those kooky. They're going to think I'm holding you down and stinging you with bees. <laughs> I mean, I I was embarrassed. I said, at this point, 
I'm not taking you to the emergency They're room They're going to report me to the yeah. police. <laughs> yeah, like social services is going to come over. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. You know, I, I felt like this is weird. I'm worried about bed bugs. I'm worried about bees. Can't win with what's going on. I'm just trying to keep nature out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah, it's winning so far. Nature always wins. I read a book about that. <laughs> Speaking of books. So I was like, hey, I got the week off. I'm recovering from this surgery that I had. I'm going to read a book or listen to a book, an audio book. So remember when we had on Anderson Cooper and he said during the interview, there's a book I read every year. It, you know, and I, and I figured the book, he said the name of it. I didn't even remember. But I figured the book's like a self-help book, you know, that helps Anderson when he's feeling low because the guy... Uh -huh. You know, because the guy, you know, he's had tragedy in his life and all that kind of shit. So um, I said, you know what? Anderson Cooper's a really smart dude, or at least he appears to be. I'm going to, if I'm going to listen to a book, I'm going to take his advice and, and listen to this book. He reads it once a year. Yeah, yeah I mean, never it's got to be a pretty great fucking book if Anderson <laughs> Cooper is a busy dude, is like <laughs> listening to this every single year of his life to remind himself. Well, I was getting all depressed about the situation in the world and, the, you know, Israel and bed bugs. And it just seems like doom and gloom to me. And then I, I was trying to get over the surgery and I was uncomfortable. And it, I don't even, you know, whatever it was, I'm pissing blood, you know, whatever the hell it is. Well, I put on, I forgot the name of the Anderson Cooper book. I think it's Man's Search for Meaning. meaning. Man's Search for yeah. Meaning, something like that. Holy shit, I wanted, I was going to hang myself. This book is so really? depressing. I'm not kidding. I put it on. It's some dude who was in a concentration camp during World War II. And he's describing every atrocity. And I'm oh. listening to this with the backdrop of Israel. And I'm like, boy, this shit never changes. I guess the world's got to blame someone for their problems. So... I said, man, I can't. I said, what's with Anderson Cooper? Why is he reading this book? He, he wonders why he's depressed. <laughs> Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And I guess the guy a, a, was, a, was a famous psychiatrist. And I'm trying to hang with the book, thinking maybe it gets a little better when he gets out of the concentration camp and he becomes a doctor or something. Maybe that, and maybe he teaches you, even in the worst adversity, how to be positive. Like something maybe. positive happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... But damn, I'm having a hard, I'm not, I want to call Anderson Cooper and go, listen, you got any light reading you do? <laughs> you haven't like, finished like, the book yet? You're still sticking fuck, with it? Fuck, I'm still on chapter one. <laughs> Ch chapter one is brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. I'm like, I'm looking to get, cheer up. I'm pissing blood over here. <laughs> Crazy. Man, search for meaning. I know what I... Man, search for meaning. The meaning is don't read this book if you want to fucking get through your day. I mean, why am I torturing myself? I mean, I, I suppose, listen, it must be a good book if the dude listens to it every year. It does something for him. Yeah. But I got to tell you, before the surgery on Thursday, I got to come in and meet with one of my heroes, Keith Richards. Man, that was some fucking experience. Well, I, I don't saw know how a picture of, uh, the, you know, it was just on the 
on Instagram or something of you and Keith sitting together. You look like best friends. He's all Keith, wrapped up around you. Keith was such like we had such an interesting connection that when Keith came in to took the picture, he 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 sat down next to me, wrapped his arms around me and he gave me the best hug. And I got to tell you, nothing felt better than that. Wow. I'm telling you, it was really great for me. You know, I was well, a few days away. You looked, you were smiling. You'd never smile in pictures. That's right. I'm you like, had a big, <laughs> you had I'm a like, big Rrr. smile on your face. I couldn't and he help had it. a big smile on his face. Oh, my God, Robin. You know, for me, the Rolling Stones, that's the fucking band. And, they've got, and that's the guy who wrote all those riffs. You know it, and I know it, and everybody else knows it. He wrote every one of these things, man. Start me up. Um, I mean, let's go on. The list goes on and on. Oh, yeah. A honky-tonk woman. I mean, he wrote them all. Tumbling dice. Beautiful. Well, I got to tell you. So what, what the deal was is, I didn't really talk about this in advance, but um, the only day I could get Keith Richards was a Thursday when we're not on the air at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I drove into the city. Actually, I didn't drive. I have my people who drive me. Um, right. You, you think know, you're doing it because yeah. you got here. <laughs> but yeah, nobody else uh, lest, is actually driving. <laughs> lest anyone think I could do something for myself, I want to correct that. <laughs> he would other never than radio. even find Manhattan if he was No. Driving. If Keith Richards said, hey, you could come here and interview me, but you got to drive yourself into Manhattan, <laughs> I'd say, look. I won't be able to find you. I don't even know where we work. That's how fucked up I am. You talk about a reality that nobody has. I mean, I don't even know how, I don't even know where we work. I don't know the address. I don't know where it is in Manhattan. I know when I look out my window, I see Radio City Music Hall, I think. So I yeah. must be near there. If you find I don't that, know. maybe you, you still wouldn't know which building it was. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't, well, I, I tell the to... story all the time. We were walking home, walking back to work from a screening, and we were right across the street from where we work. And I said, Howard, do you know where you are? And he <laughs> said, no. <laughs> I don't. I never know. In fact, the night I met my wife, I said, I'll give you a ride home in my car. And she goes, okay, where do you live? I go, I don't know. <laughs> and she goes, you're joking, right? I go, she goes, well, I live on the Upper West Side. I said, I believe that's where I live, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> and I'm not proud of that either. That's but some real dumb shit. you haven't done anything shit. about it. That's been, you know, since I've known you, no. you've never known where you are. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to do about it. How do, you, how, do you, how do you correct that? You know what I mean? Well, you could look for landmarks. And yeah, you could well, you get know what? to know the sections of the city. You've lived in this city for I don't know how long, and you still don't know what the east side is, the west side no. is, what Midtown is, the where day the I got fired, is. The day I got fired from NBC, I, you know, I, I didn't have anybody drive me. I'd drive myself home, and uh, I, I got lost. I didn't know how to get home to my house, and um, I got uh, pulled over by the cops because I was going down a closed-off street. They go, you can't make a right turn here. And I started crying <laughs> to, the, to the cop. I said, oh, it was dear. a woman. I, I started crying. I said, I don't know how to get home. And I just got fired. 
I cannot get home from this fucking city. I know that's, I know there's a Long Island Expressway. I know there's a tunnel over there, but it's sign says I can't go. I go, I, I gave up and I'm just breaking the law. I got it. And she let me go. She felt bad for me. Once uh, I told her I lost my job. Yeah. I mean, now people have their phones and tells them where to go. I mean, that's a, that's an important thing. One time when, when that technology first came out, it didn't work so good. I remember I was driving by myself. And uh, the phone told me to go somewhere, and I ended up in a parking lot going around in a circle. <laughs> and I called my wife, and I said, I'm going around in a circle in a parking lot. She goes, well, get out of the parking lot. I go, but the thing says I should stay in the parking lot. She goes, but what are you doing? I said, the phone is not telling me where I need to go. I hear somebody down here. Honey? Oh, ah. Hi. I've been talking about you. Did you know? Here, here, say hi to everyone. Come on. Thank you. What? You really want me to come on? Yeah, yeah I was what talking about how about? one bed bugs, but now you're not going to France. I talked okay. about that. Oh, I was going to talk about how I annoyed you with the French fry. <laughs> you want to talk about that? What is this a, a, everything that annoys me about? No, I, I told it the whole B story. what he did on vacation. What I did on vacation, and I told the whole B story. Well, meanwhile, I just went in there, and there are dead bees everywhere. But uh, are there any living bees? No, they're all dead, but there's a bunch. <clears throat> well, can you believe Beth went into that room after she got stung once? And then no, she got stung again. No, but we had no. it taken care of. So why ahead. won't you carry your own EpiPen now? Why do I have to be in charge of that? We've I, discussed this. No, but why won't you? But do you really think that you should? Uh, he, he, you're impossible. <laughs> Rough your hair. Like do my this, hair. Robin yeah. said my hair looked good. It did. It does. No, it does. But this angle. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little fluff. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, it's good. I look better. Yeah. Yeah. Like that improved my look. It did. It did. did it really? You know how? Yeah. You, it gets you flat. It out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hot. The water. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I need hot water because of my surgery. <laughs> it's procedure. It was surgery. I, I, the, they put me on the general he anesthesia. He said it says on the form surgery. Yeah. Here, and this is the other thing that annoys Beth. <laughs> Beth, doesn't, Beth thinks I overreact. when Robin's I'm laughing. She Beth, knows. Beth, she knows what I'm dealing with. No, Beth knows. That, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you're not in love with me anymore. I'm maybe so you want a divorce. You, Are you? God forbid you ever get COVID. I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> i know i don't blame you i know well you know what it is here beth gets you see beth is like the kind of person who broke her ankle and then would wear high heels even with a broken yeah. ankle she has a, she just carries on even when she gets stung by a bee the next day she goes in the room and gets stung by another bee and then like laughs, laughs you about really it. had to share that story well, how could, I mean, how frustrating that you wouldn't stay I out of the room. I got yelled at. <laughs> yeah, you did. I said, I'm mad at you. I mean, it's crazy. Did he tell you how he jabbed the EpiPen into my bone? I yeah. was so yes. sore. Oh, my God. I'm yes. still sore from it. No, you're not. Stop it. You know I did the right well, thing. Say, tell everyone bone, how I saved your life. It hurts. Bone he, he hurts. He jabbed it into. You're supposed to put it. You're supposed to get it into yeah. the muscle in the thigh. But I thought you were dying. And you jabbed me in my <laughs> hip bone. I, and I bent the, the, the needle. needle. <laughs> I'm no doctor. I don't know what I'm doing. My leg was shaking for a week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> tell I, I oh, saved dear. your life. You saved my life, sweetheart. That's you right. did. No, for real. Yeah. You did. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I never did it before. I said he was. He was even very valiant when he said, you get out of the room, I'll save the kittens. Oh, yeah, he did. He, he, was, yeah. he, he was never over. says that. 
<laughs> Robin, it was so cute. He was bent over and he's handing out kittens. There's six of them handing them out. His pants oh were really low. His crack was showing. He's yeah, like great. saving kittens on the ground. Yeah, Beth goes, and I'm in the middle. All I wanted to do was record him, but I knew he would get so mad. It was so cute, though. And this is my point. This is not the time for comedy. The bees are swarming in the house. And, and the mama cat was upset because he had just swatted at the bees and the mama cat's right. hissing about to attack oh, him. Well, <laughs> she goes, honey, your crack is showing. You're cracking a smile. And I go, you're going to. I'm too. I go, honey, I'm bending over to pick up the bees, and you're looking at my no, crack. No, you were picking up the kittens. I mean, picking the up bees. the kittens, and I'm like, and, I'm, and bees are swarming over me, and you're talking about my crack. Like, I, you know, give me a... It was so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, I, um, so this is what annoys Beth. So when I originally came home, I go, the doctor told me this kidney, this bladder stone that I have, it's going to be like a procedure. You were very excited. You said, oh, my gosh. He said, it's a no big deal in and out. Should I get it done tomorrow or should I wait for first day of vacation? Well, thank God I waited. He said, it's nothing. And I said, well, let's just wait till vacation. Well, it turned out it was a little more, you know, there was a little more blood involved than I knew. And actually, they ended up giving me general anesthesia. Uh-huh. They weren't going to give you general anesthesia? I didn't know that. And it, it is listed as a surgery. On the form, the general yeah, form. That it's you a have surgery. To, it's the release. I was in the hospital. hospital for it. It was a surgery, and and like you wouldn't give me any sympathy. I gave you a lot of sympathy. But no. Seven days later. Yeah. You couldn't walk oh. past the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was Saturday. I did a full walk, and I walked. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Seven days later. That's I give so up. Funny. <laughs> I love you. I was I'm telling so you, good to you. Stop I'm, it. I'm I'm being held prisoner. I don't know what. What did you want me to do? Serve you. What did no, you want? it's just you. I don't know. You you act like it was nothing. Even it your wasn't. trainer was like, "Dude, you can't it's, work out for a week." They said to me, "No, no, no, lifting anything over okay, ten pounds." I why? You. But why do you think I'm being a baby if a doctor says I, to did, me? Did I say you're being a baby? What the, makes you think I think you were a baby? Because you're like, oh, you didn't even work out. But it's like ten pounds. I didn't say that. Stop it. You just said it. No, I just said that even your trainer was a little bit shocked that you had you but couldn't he work know. out for a week. He doesn't know. I neither do I. I didn't know. I was planning on working and out. You know the doctor what? said to me, I'm he wrote down, do not lift anything over ten pounds. I believe pounds. you. I believe you. I'm so glad that you're completely better so then, now. The other night we're eating dinner. I'm gonna tell you why. This That's is it. Yeah, take a seat. Do you want me here or you want yeah, me no, to go did, I want to tell the French fries. Yeah, story. but you, what's the French fries story? I got upset about this. Oh, so, the French fries story. So for dinner, we had sweet potato French fries. Robin, he has this new... I'm sorry for interrupting you, but he has this new move. Uh-huh. And it's like whenever something happens with us, he takes out his phone and he could secretly text himself, but he does this voice messaging to himself. Uh. Talk about the French fry or bee sting <laughs> two times in one, two days. And then he clicks it and puts it, and it's it's like a threat. I'm like, working. ha, 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 I'm going to get you on the radio. Uh. And it is maddening. Proceed. Go ahead. She French goes, fry story. She starts in with me about this French fry. I just take out my phone. I go, talk about Beth with the French fry. <laughs> oh, I just want to scream. <laughs> and she gets and so mad. And then he mad. gets this evil smile on his uh, face. And I'm sort uh, of, I got a radio show. But um, here's the thing. I'm sitting in mind of my own business. I'm eating my dinner. And I, and Beth doesn't like me to look at her when she eats dinner. We sit side by side. She wants to eat. I don't like to be looked at when I eat. It's gross. 
Okay. I remember I started hating the way I ate when, like, I used to watch my dad eat dinner. He'd come home from work. It'd be 7 o'clock at night. He commuted for two hours. And he'd be talking and eating, and food was flying all over the place out of his mouth. And I went, you know what? No one should have to talk and eat, and no one should have to even look at anyone while they're eating. Eating is disgusting. You know what I mean? The way we eat. The way we eat. We, will fi- we eat at 5 o'clock. We're done by 5.20. Like, we eat fast. <laughs> There's no fucking around when we eat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're done. At, like, no we talking. check the clock. You can't talk when you're eating we're, that fast. We just no, we shovel. talk, but we don't look at each other. Well, the other day... I was holding a French fry in my left hand, and I was eating salad with my fork. Beth goes, oh, <laughs> you're using your French fry to scoop up your salad like it's a utensil. I said, I've never oh. seen you do that before. Well, I said, first of all, there is no way I used my, you're, you're wrong. Can I, can I back up and tell you why I did that? Why? Because you were using your fingers. No, I wasn't. You, you were. For you my were, French fries. No, and so no, do no. You. you were using it for your salad. I wasn't. And I, I, I'm uh, telling you why I, I said the French fry thing. I said, I don't want to upset him, but he knows how much it bothers me when people use their fingers I when they die. Not I using, went to grade school. It was a huge thing. You do not use your fingers to slide salad onto your utensil. And you were doing so that. So maybe I used a French fry too. Okay, so you were using your finger and then you reached for the pota- the sweet potato fries. Why were you looking? And then you started to um <laughs> you started to um push the salad not using your finger. You replaced your finger with the French fry onto your fork. So I said, "Okay, this is going to be the gentle way of me letting him know." That he's using his fingers. But why did you have to? T- so just- I said, oh, interesting. I've never seen you use a French fry as a utensil before. And you got, you go, I'm done. I'm not eating. I'm not eating any um, more French fries. That's you, it. I'm he done. He pushes his plate away. I knew he was starving. It was so delicious. Because you didn't need to say that. First of all, you know. I did. Why don't you just say, hey, you honey. Were, you were starting to use fingers. We haven't been out in a long time. You were using your fingers. No, you were I was using, not. You were eating your french fry with your fingers i saw you no, with I'm fingers using my fingers eating my your french, french fries with fingers is okay that's all i was doing no you were uh, you were using your fingers to slide your salad onto your fork and then you replaced your finger with the french fry shoveling the the salad onto your fork and i had to bring it to your attention and i was actually gentle about it by bringing you know up what? that and not your actual fingers so i'm really excuse gonna, me you know what I should have had a recorder and said, I bring this up on the, the air because fry. I wanted you to know that you've been using your fingers you know, while you're eating lately. You know your... This for- is great. You know what's horrible? I know when she falls out of love with people, she says, even when they eat, it annoys me. Oh, so, dear. This is what triggered no, me. You were not... Phys- the, the act of you physically eating does not bother me. It was using your fingers i don't like so why not just say honey you used your finger you would have been exact reaction that you had with the yeah i don't want to be but i don't want you watching me when i eat honey it's hard not to see i wasn't watching you you. i was looking at your food no you're supposed to look forward we sit side by side you know why i was so because i had finished my fries and i wanted the rest of yours did you notice i was like i ate the rest of yours i gave you the rest of my fries you did yeah and i wanted them but I didn't. <laughs> you were yeah. on your dessert. No, I wanted the fries. And you, I saw you eyeing them up and I went, you know what? I'll give her my fries. Uh, you're, you're just saying that I now. I swear. I don't believe you. I swear I wanted more finished. fries. I waited till you were finished. Wow, we're getting along great, aren't we? We really Wait a minute. Are, How is she supposed to tell you you're using your fingers? If She's she not can't. supposed to tell me. 
Yeah, oh. but I can't. I don't want to know. I have a hard time sitting there with people eating using their well, fingers. Well, then let's eat in separate rooms. How's that? I'll join you <laughs> after why, dinner. But why all of a sudden now you start using your fingers? Why? I don't use my fingers. You are wrong. I did not Cutting? use the French fry to push the salad onto my fork. I didn't. I, I was observing you. You I, were unaware of it. I'm telling you. So let's say I did that. I don't let's like say, that. Let's assume you're right. So you know what? Yeah, it's but me. It, it's yeah, me. But it's not. It's not. It's not. And I know that you'll start to do that in front of people if you get comfortable doing it. There are things you do. Go ahead. I can't think of them right now. But you're, I'm sure there are things. You, I didn't go to finishing school. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't have that up. No, that's not even why. It's just it's always mm. been something in my household. Mm, and I, I just feel think very that's... strongly about. I don't like when people use their fingers, except it, when they're eating French fries. Jeez, oh, it's a bad sign. What? When uh, when I you... start annoying you and I eat. I here you go, creating signs mm. out of things. And by Stop the way, it. this is the day after I saved her life with an EpiPen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no, this is no way to be repaid. It should be, honey, is... use your fingers. Use your feet to eat. Who cares? I'm going to start using my feet to shovel my food into there my mouth. There is 90... no moratorium. Can you talk about 99.9% .9 of our time together? We love each other so much. Absolutely. Even though Bill Maher doesn't like that, that I say that. But we do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I annoyed you with my French fry. Hey, you know, look, I get it. I don't like seeing people eat with their fingers, but I might have slipped. I don't believe I did. You did the, the entire really? time. It wasn't just a one-off. It was the whole dinner. And I had noticed it the night before, too. And I was like, this is my oh, inn. So it was building. It was building. It was building. But the, that was my mm. in. The French fry was my in. <laughs> Robin, I envy you. You eat dinner. Nobody sees what you eat. I, I, you might eat with your tits for all I know. You might I, just I shovel them in. I could be eating with my feet. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not perfect, honey. I'm sorry. You're pretty close to it, mm. though. I should talk about my mom with the bee sting. Holy shit. Oh, that was gosh. some story. Yeah. I'll do that later in All the right, show. All right. I'm going to continue. What I'm I'm doing. You know what? I want to say something. I wanted to talk to you about France and the um, epidemic of um, bed bugs, mm. but I knew not to. Because, I, like I said, Beth's mom even texted her, which I was grateful. 15 articles about bed bugs 15. in France. <laughs> uh, I was going to. Yeah. And Beth was so mad and I went, you know what? Thank God her mother's saying it because I'm not allowed. But anyway, Beth's not going. Well, from my friend that was there for Fashion Week, she said it was completely blown out of proportion. And that it, where she stayed and her her the way that she was doing it was not and you know, but yeah. that, I'm glad you're that would not have not that would not have prevented me from going. We just felt as a whole that in light of the world situation it was Kind yeah. of ridiculous to shop and dine at a time like this. So we all decided that we were going to postpone it. Do you, um, I'll take you to France at some point. If that's what you want. But maybe you don't oh, want to go with me because I eat with my fingers. Well, this was a one time, <laughs> this was a fun opportunity. Yeah, I know. And, I know. Yeah. But, no, I was, um, you know, not what? the right time. I was happy you were going to France. I was happy for you. You were excited. She, it was heartbreaking. Beth had all her outfits picked out. I did. Out. I had the Aww. whole, I was all packed, ready to go. Yeah. That would have been fun. Uh, what are you going to do? You for should have seen week, how happy you were when I came in and said that it was. No, I wasn't going for Fashion Week. It was. It oh, was, okay. It was after. Yeah. No, I was not. You know, let me correct that. I'm happy you're home because I like you and I, lo I love being with you. But I was happy for you going to France. I really was. Like, like you think that I didn't want you to go. I, I mean, selfishly, I'd rather have you here. But I was happy for you. 
You know what Howard. I mean? I really was. How? I was. What? Now you can say that. <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> All right. I nobody believes me. <laughs> Have uh, you talked about the wedding of the year yet? No, no, yeah. We didn't get to Ronnie's wedding yet. But it's kind of disappointing. Like, there's a couple of stories worth telling from Ronnie's wedding, but everyone was acting all normal. All weekend, we were like, oh, I can't wait to get the report from the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear who got thrown in the pool. I can't wait to hear what dumb things Sal did. And everyone was on super good behavior. Uh. Yeah. Except one weird thing is um, everyone's convinced Mamet fucked his wife in the uh, bathroom at the wedding. Wow. That's the report I got. That's the big news. And that was like the biggest thing I heard. <laughs> how, Mamet, how did, did you bang know? your wife? <laughs> I, I don't I, because one, well, someone walked in and they were in the middle of it. Mamet was in the ladies' room with his wife. Oh, banging her in the is that right, Mamet? Or do we have that wrong? I, I'm sorry to report that is not accurate whatsoever. Are you lying? No, no. I I did have to go into the bathroom with her, but it was not for any reason that was sexy at all. Oh, okay. There you go, Jason. Not even that's interesting. If I, I was going not, to have... well, I was I would say that so throughout the night people are coming up to me. Mamet and Mary had sex in the bathroom. Did you hear Mamet and Mary had sex in the bathroom? So I jot down the note, but no one really had any information other than they heard. And then um in the middle of the night, uh, somebody introduced me to a woman at the party, not associated with our show, who did not want to be on tape, but told me she was in the stall next to Mary and Mamet uh, while they were uh, in coitus. And so she heard everything, and it was definitely 100% sex. If, so, if I was, I don't know. That was the talk of the night. Uh, if I was going to hook up with my wife, I, I wouldn't pick... Like a bathroom stall next to, you know, Kurt Busch's wife taking a shit. That would not be the place we picked to do it. Hey, man, that's just what people were talking about all night, dude. I don't know. What, I don't know what to tell you. She the, was the naked. Thing is, is that, a, she, I mean, she was in a very tight jumpsuit. And in order to pee, she had to, like, be taken out of it. She needed my help. The rumor oh, is she, that you Mamet, helped her get undressed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Mamet oh, wow. was was sharing a hotel room the whole time. This is the rumor. I don't know if it's true. With your your wife, your kid, and your mother in law, or your mother, uh, one of them. Um, so uh, so that was why you needed to go to the bathroom ah. to uh, relieve yourself. No, that's that, <laughs> there was no uh, relation to the bathroom. <laughs> all right. And the oh, other thing I heard was the other weird thing I heard. All right. So Mamet says he didn't bang his wife in the bathroom. Right, okay. The other weird thing I heard so was even is that, that didn't happen. <laughs> that's okay. right. And uh, and. And by the way, Kurt Bush's wife was not shitting, so he, he was using yeah. that as an example to just yeah, to make, make that perfectly oh, sure. clear. Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the other weird thing I heard was that Benji just didn't show up. He called Ronnie like a few days before the wedding, apparently, and said, uh, um, yeah, I'm not, I know I said I'm coming. I know I RSVP'd yes to everything, but now I am not coming. Um, and I'm not sure he gave a clear explanation or if he did, I'm not aware of what that is. But I mean, that's it. I mean, it was nothing really that exciting. Yeah. We were disappointed with that. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, is it too early to call Jason? <laughs> Wayne Siegel sent me an email Good from, point. uh, Ronnie's wedding and it was like, Hey, I just want you to know your crew who works for you is very, very polite. Classy, was classy, wonderful. Classy, well-mannered. <laughs> well, when did that um, happen? Uh, yeah, and, and, and it was like, and everyone, even down by the pool, everyone was well-behaved and blit, and uh, what's his name, gets a trainer, gets a long grade. And, yeah, I know that's and I was like, well, You know what it was? Everybody was there great. with their wife and girlfriend, and like even John, like we were calling Blit Jonathan all weekend because he was just on like super good behavior, you know, very, uh, very you know, close to the vest, didn't pull any of one of his crazy. I don't 
think he told anybody that JD raped anybody or was raped by anybody. So, um, right. yeah, that's not true. That's not true. Oh, that's hold on. That's not true. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. Uh, I gotta turn this off. If you believe you have a cake. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, listening, I'm to. listening to Bubba too. Uh, that's not true. We were at the pool and we're walking over to a bar and Blit yells at these kids at the pool. Hey kids, do you recognize JD Harmeyer? He's about to go to prison. Say, you know, say goodbye. <laughs> Tell him hello or something. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, he still, he still found his spots. So JD got trashed but, in Vegas. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Did he get trashed? He was, um, at he one point towards the end of Ronnie's later. wedding, yeah, they've just <clears throat> somebody walked in on him in the bathroom just talking to himself. And uh <laughs> Wow. I, I, I don't know about that. I walked I walked into the bathroom. Uh first of all, I didn't eat all that uh all that much that day. I just had breakfast. Um and uh and some fries like in the afternoon. So I walk into the bathroom. I had I had a lot of uh Sauvignon Blanc, and I walk into the bathroom, and I like told I told the guy I, I it was a uh, the Shusher's husband. I go uh, just don't even talk to me, don't even talk to me. I'm I'm out of it right now. And then uh, and then and then I don't remember how I got up to my room. I ended up leaving the the wedding at some point, and I wake up to messages from John Hine asking me if I'm okay. And uh, right, here's yeah. what I heard: JD <laughs> was so blacked out drunk that he fell asleep fully clothed. He woke up to text from John Hine asking if he was okay. I'm going to talk yes. to you seriously for a second. Yes. What's what's going on with you? Like, I mean, why would you drink to the point that you black out? I mean, what's going I, on with just, you for real? It, it, and I, this is between me and you. What's going no, on? I, I know. It just, honestly, it just uh, creeped up on me. I wasn't looking to get. Uh, How many like, drinks I wanted to go out. I wanted to go out afterwards uh, to play craps. I got into craps with John Hine earlier in the day. But, you know, dude, uh, look at me. Two or three drinks. Yes. You know, you're huh? a guy who never used to drink when I met you. Like, you didn't even have one drink. And now it's like you're, you're hitting the bottle, man, to the point that you're blacking out. When you black out, but, dude. It's not an you, everyday I blacked occurs. out once in college because I was a dopey college kid. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> you're too old for this shit. It's, oh, first of all, this is not an everyday occurrence. I was at Ronnie's wedding. I wanted, you know, I wanted to be loose. I didn't want to be, you know. Well, how is the problem? Where the fuck I am now. <laughs> so. Well, there's the problem. You think you are you you're looking to alter your personality because you don't feel good about yourself. Well, I don't know about alter my personality, but just be yeah. able to have fun, be able to experience no. fun for once. Can uh, you have fun about what's without alcohol? Can you have fun huh? without alcohol? Can you have fun without With alcohol? people? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I uh I I have a lot of uh, uh social anxiety and stuff and that sort of uh uh helps me through things. I, again, I'm going to say something to you. A regular occurrence. Uh, this is not good what you're saying. Number 1, number 2. First of all, you have trouble speaking. You can't afford to lose brain cells from alcohol. You know every time you drink shit shit you get stupider, you know that. I know, I know. Einstein can afford to drink. It takes a lot to get drunk, that drunk on wine. Well, well let again, me tell you what's that, going on. on. I that, believe, well, I believe what's going on is JD is under the influence of a guy named John Blit. That's his guru. <laughs> ah. And Blit likes not, to drink uh, and get uh, high. And now you're trying to keep up with him. No, you, no, I, I barely, I, I barely like talked to him at the wedding. He sat next to me. He was with his girlfriend, and they're having their own fun. And uh, you know, so I was were you listening. feeling? Were you feeling alone and stuff? Like, so you needed to drink 
Uh, no, no, it wasn't. Uh, listen, did I certainly have those feelings at the at the uh, at the wedding? Sure, but you know, it's uh, what it's, that, that's not what, what feelings caused. were you having? What feelings huh? were you having? What feelings were you having? Well, well, first of all, I was happy for Ronnie. Forget Ronnie. What were your feelings going on being in a social situation? What was going on that you needed to drink so much? It was just I wanted to be able to like like talk to people or socialize or whatever instead of you singing. want to be able to talk to people that's why you have to drink you can't talk without drinking oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is howard when he drinks and gets high the opposite thing happens he doesn't say much he just kind of sits there and grunts like more so than usual so it's not hmm. working for him in that sense anybody else alarmed by this Ronnie, I am. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Ronnie, it's not like yeah. I, oh, Ronnie what on, do you hold, think? Hold on, hold Ronnie, on, what's hold going on? You're acting. I, well, hold on, give me a second. You're, you're acting <laughs> like I like. You're acting like I passed out at the wedding and fucking uh, almost, like just sat almost, there. Almost, <laughs> no, not almost. I was Dude. able to gather my bearings enough to walk to my room by myself wow. and pass out. <laughs> wow. Right. So, so you're telling me you were able to get to your room all by yourself? <laughs> well, listen, it was a fucking maze to bar. get there uh, at the hotel. It was a maze to get back. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, at the at the end of the night, he comes over to me. He's wearing these things that blink and all. You know, you say, yeah. that, you and know, he look like Liberace. He's got shit all over him. He's all lit up. And he goes to me and goes, "I'm so fucked up. I got to get the fuck out of here. I don't know where I am." And he's, "I got to go to my room. I don't know how to get there." But I'm going to make it. And then he's fucking walking out and he's like stumbling. Oh, dear. You would have thought he was uh, Neil Armstrong going to the moon. I, I don't know where I am, but I'm going to make it. But he was having a good time. That's all that mattered. He's no, Ronnie, no, that ain't all that wedding. matters. No, no. This dude that, is yeah. drinking more. This dude is drinking more and more and more. Every report I no, hear, no, 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 you guys, you know, you're, 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 Blit, are you you're concerned thinking? at all? And they do and doing edibles, too, also. He, Oh, Hearing this, see, I'm a little concerned. Because yeah. when JD and I go drinking, it's it's very civilized. The food, go, the wine goes along with the meal. It's uh -huh. not excessive. There's no blackout drunk yeah. drunkenness. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Even when we took the elevator back from the welcome party, JD like bolted out of the elevator to his bedroom. Do you oh yeah, that? I was. Yeah. I wanted to get That's there. Weird. I was tired. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, okay, but what about the night he was drunk at your apartment, and that's when he spilled the beans about how he was in love with Stephanie? Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't black not in love drunk. with Stephanie. Yeah, yeah but really John, nice John even you've given up drinking for a month because there's issues, so clearly yeah, something no, is transferred uh, into JD there. Come on. Listen, I don't know about that. And no, I this is not. Why'd you give up drinking for a month? Because it's a fun thing to do, and it's helpful. Oh, you should do it also, Chris, because oh, you have a problem what happened, with alcohol. Uh, by the way, what happened, what happened down at the pool? Uh, when uh, JD, did you wear trunks or uh, did you didn't go down no. to the pool? You know, no, no, no. To pool. I, I, I did come to the pool to uh, see some people, but uh, I did not get into the. Not into for the very water. long. You yeah, it wasn't for very real long. quick. It wasn't very long. <laughs> and and uh, did uh, did most of the guests go down to the pool on uh, Thursday? I mean, because Wayne got uh, Wayne Siegel yeah. got two tents and everything. Was everyone down yeah, there? We, and we ha and we had two. So there was a and and the Shusha had one and shush, yeah, shush. there was a lot of people wow. down there. You know what? I will say uh, after being at the pool, I kind of wish I had gone down there a little longer. Uh, those waitresses down at these pools in Vegas, I forgot how hot they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Oh, uh, they were <laughs> and all the, all the male lifeguards. 
Wayne Stiegel is <laughs> jacked, by the way. He is jacked. This yeah, guy really? is, He had the best body he, at the his pool by far. Arms are huge. His chest is like he's like a bodybuilder. Great shape. Wow. Amazing. Great shape. Yeah, beautiful man. Uh, Wayne was parading around with his shirt off and showing oh, off yeah. his ass. Yeah. He's oh. jacked and his girlfriend is gorgeous. Super super nice. Both of them. Super, you know, gracious and hospitable. Nice couple. So J D. Do you uh did you get wood down at the pool when you saw the uh, <laughs> no gals? no but no but um God just the 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 there's like perfect bodies for Christ's sake and the swimsuits like they're like they're not thongs but they they're close and mm. the asses uh I mean they have great bodies and uh yeah I don't know <laughs> there's not much else to say about it I, uh, why yeah. didn't you stay longer since you would have enjoyed it well everyone well I I. He wasn't drunk. Was, he had to go. Beat yeah, well, there's that. Um, no, I just it, the pool wasn't my scene, but I did go down for a little bit, and then by the time uh, it, it was only, it was kind of time to get ready for the wedding. Um, whenever we left, so our waitress did the hottest thing, Howard. She was she started the morning in like an outfit, like a jumpsuit or something, sweatsuit, sweatsuit, yeah. and then you're like, okay, she's a pretty woman in the sweatsuit. But then she, at some point, the sweatsuit came off, and she was just in a thong bikini. Oh and it was, God. it was, Whoa, it was just show. fucking amazing. It was like, oh, I saw how you look as a regular person, and now I'm seeing you as like a hot thong <laughs> waitress lady. Oh my I God. love that. What goes through men's heads is cr- is crazy. Costume change. What about all the wives and everything? Were they afraid to wear bikinis and stuff? Or was I everyone, thought everybody uh, cool? was fine. I, you know, yeah. a lot of the what the wives. Will's wife was in a bikini. The Shusher was in a bikini. My wife uh, was down there hanging. She did go in the pool so no bikini but everybody i think was pretty comfortable uh yeah. chris was the horniest guy down there though he was uh <laughs> he got it in for will man he oh, was just yeah. staring at will lying on a chair salivating talking about how he wants to go over and blow him and all this sort of <laughs> <laughs> chris did you hook up in uh vegas did you get you meet no, any dudes i can't I came close. You know, there was a lot going on. We were on a pretty tight schedule and, and the one free day I had scheduled a bunch of stuff. I mean, I had one guy who wanted to know what floor of the hotel I was on. I told him, but that, you know, then I kind of passed out. Where was and the guy? Was like I a, mean, where, how do you meet a guy like that? How did you know he was gay? I was popped up one of the, one of these apps because that's the problem. You know, oh. Howard, you don't know that guys are gay anyways. It's getting harder and harder to tell. Gaydar is like not a thing. I mean, there was a cute bartender I was flirting with, but maybe he was flirting back or maybe he was being nice because he wanted a tip. I don't know. I don't want right. to do the wrong thing and get punched. It's hard. I wish there was. So what you do? Of, just, you know, did you beat off the whole weekend, or uh, did you? And you didn't hook yeah, up. Yeah, I beat off. Uh, I beat off. Yeah, and then you know what always happens with these trips. Remember, we went on a Wednesday to a Friday, so Friday and Saturdays when it's easier to meet guys. So as I'm leaving, all these guys, I'm on the plane, and they're like, "Hey, I, you know, I just matched with you. We should meet up." And I'm like, literally on the runway, you know. That's a shame. <laughs> Sucks. Sorry I to hear that. Beat, I bet you beat off the will, man. That's what he said. Joking. He did beat off the will, Jason. You That's what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I heard uh, there something. There was something about him by that fucking pool in those shorts, and I'd had a little bit. You know, I smoked a little bit, and I had some drinks, and I was looking at him, and I tell you, there was he had a way about him. That turned me the fuck on. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Oh, something about him. And, and, you know, I work with Will and I recognize he's handsome, <laughs> you know, but there was something about you at that pool and your attitude. You even little feet, CT. Even the feet were sexy. Everything was fucking sexy wow. on him. I would have crawled Will. over there. 
And what are you doing, man? You're trying to turn this guy on. Why didn't you fucking calm down over there with your I mean, outfits? Jeez, it was very nice to hear all that. And he had his arms behind his head. He was like, I watch porn. I was sitting I watched, there. Yeah, exactly. And I was looking. And I watch porn with that scenario with a tough guy by the pool, tough like a guy. bratty older brother. And it's hot well. what happens. You are hot. Well, wow. did you get laid? Is it going to be? Chris? Are you two going to be able to work together now? Is it? Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Well, this has been going on for years, Robin. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> this, is not, this is nothing new. Yeah, I went up to the room. I went up to the room. I did beat off, and um, I was so high, I was almost late for the ceremony. I forgot how to tie my own tie. I mean, I was a mess too. I mean, I was kind of disappointed in the reports because it was all so normal. In fact, I heard that uh, Ronnie, you know, I heard some of Ronnie's vows and they were actually intelligent and loving. And, you know, I heard Gary's wife even cried when Ronnie was reading his vows that they were good. I, I, wow. I got a little emotional. Yeah, it was yeah. especially when Ronnie, Ronnie got a little emotional. So it was a little weird. He does. He, I think at some point he referred to uh, their their love as like a construction site with bulldozers and, and asphalt or something. I wasn't I didn't follow the vows. Well, Ronnie's a real man. You know, he, he yeah. he's like a little boy with trucks and, uh, yeah. no, dude, it, it was, it, we, we constructed, we can, we built a building with a, you know, a love. With your love? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, you know what I heard, Ronnie? No joke or anything. Kurt right. Bush cried during Ronnie's vows. Really? For real. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, real. I right? mean, That's a lot wild. of people did from what I, you know, people told me afterwards and yeah, I got, I got oh. pretty choked up. I got choked up myself, actually. And every time I think about it, I get choked up. You know? Well, you so. came through, Ronnie. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Well, Robin. I'm I, wondering I how I heard that. I heard that from a lot of people. I'm wondering yeah. how you came through. You must have had some help with those vows. Cause I mean, no, I, I, I swear to God, Howard, really? I swear on my, my kids, my grandkids. I wrote that all myself. Wow. Impressive. Like you, I, did, I, you I didn't do anything it, stupid. I read it to my shrink, and he was in tears, he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, can I request that you read your vows so the audience could? Because the tape I got was kind of echoey and shitty. Can you read them? Because, I mean, I think guys could learn something from this. I, I mean, if you really you don't want mind. to, I will. Yes, I would yes, love please. it. By the way, right, the best me... line I heard was, while well, you get them, I'll say the best line oh, I heard was oh. Stephanie. Ronnie married Stephanie. Stephanie's sister got up and said, I just didn't know my... Sister had daddy issues. I mean, she goes, I mean, grandfather issues. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. So Stephanie's yeah. sister was the funniest one at the wedding. She yeah. was funny. Actually, actually, Sal, Sal was a pisser. I oh, got yeah. Sal, Sal has a whole set. Sal did a set. I'd like to yeah, hear yeah, that yeah. too. Where's Sal? Sal, give me some of your jokes before Ronnie reads his vows. Give him a second. Sal uh, did one of those things where he, he got the mic and said, I'm only going to talk for a minute. And then he talked for 20 minutes. And then he's like, I'm done. Wow. And they talked for another 20 minutes. Uh, great uh, one of the lines was, uh, <clears throat> Sal was amazing. Sal, you were amazing. Sal, would you give us a, a couple of your jokes from the speech you made? Yes, I said when uh, Ronnie and, well, no, I said when Stephanie danced to Daddy's Little Girl, everybody was confused. <laughs> 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 and then I said, by the way, leave the flowers on the table there for the funeral next week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Any other uh, memories? Uh, Any other? What else, uh, I don't, what else did I say? I don't know. It's about Metamucil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raise the glasses of Metamucil and toast Ronnie. <laughs> oh, and the uh, shirt off good. his back. Yeah. 
And what else? Uh, there was a few other things. Oh, the after party's going to be the bingo hall. First person who gets a 69 wins an ass toy from Ronnie. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had a whole set. A very loving speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good time. Great, great, great wedding. I got tired. Ronnie, I mean, I only heard good things about your vows, but uh, the, someone, well, the only disparaging thing I heard about him was that you kind of read like Luca Brazzi in The Godfather. That you, you know, but, but other than that, you got You evidently had a home run. I, I, I had, I, first of all, we had, um, we didn't get much sleep. Stephanie was losing her voice also. Um, the welcome party went until one o'clock in the morning and then we had gone out a little bit afterwards and then thursday we were all down at the pool all day and by thursday i was starting to lose my voice and drinking hot tea and all that kind of stuff it was not you were probably cause... yelling like a maniac no i wasn't i was not somebody you told me at you the were welcome party a little uh, yeah okay Listen, Someone said they got off the elevator and at the welcome party, they could hear you all the way down the hall screaming in the uh, room where the welcome That's party true, was. That's no, it was, yeah! it was getting off the elevator. It was seriously no joke, like a three minute walk from the elevator to the room. Yeah! And like as you're walking down this hallway, you just hear like like rolling thunder. Ronnie getting louder and louder and louder. Uh, but it was a, Jason, it was a you know you're full of shit, but that's OK. Ronnie, didn't <laughs> I, you know, have a, I know uh, you have to say something. It's cool. Didn't you have a flood in your you hotel room quiet. or something? Yeah, well, that, well, yeah, that, that was a whole nother story. <laughs> Where'd you Ronnie go? He did like <laughs> costume changes during the, the welcome party. He, yeah. he changed into, uh, skull outfits uh, midway through. No, that was the, was that the welcome party? Not yes. Welcome party. <laughs> here, here, what do you mean skull? No, I, cha I changed, no, I changed after the wedding when we all went down to the bar. No, 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 no. no. At the welcome party, you started in a nice button up shirt and then midway through, you came out in a skull belt buckle and a skull t-shirt. You, 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 you had a costume change. Yeah, I did. Cause I was, you know, I was, it was whatever. You had a giant belt <laughs> buckle on too. It was cool. And you tucked in your shirt, which looked great. First look was a tucked-in shirt. Then it was just a skull shirt. That was the outfit. <laughs> All right, here we go with the face. That was good. <laughs> and Ronnie, you were great. Whatever. I had a great time with you. He also had it, custom um, skull flip-flops that had. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> bought me those a long time ago. And a custom skull vest at the wedding. The whole lining. Where was your bagel friend uh, who busts your balls? Did he start talking about your? He outfits? was quiet. No, he was quiet. I was very surprised. He was drunk off his ass too. <laughs> He didn't make it. He didn't make it to the welcome party. He only made it to the wedding. Right. You know, I went up to Mike. I tried to interview him and get some stuff. You know, him talking about Ronnie, and even he was, he was like, it was very nice. You know, it was very, very nice, nice guy. Everything's great. Everything's great. What did I, what yeah, did Mike he, think of uh, what of Ronnie? What do you think of Ronnie's clothes? He usually is like critical. He wouldn't say a word. There was a weird thing going on, Howard. Like I don't know if Ronnie had said something before the wedding. I didn't talk to him at about, all, dude. About Wolfie or something like how oh, well, someone was, was going to get thrown off a balcony. Like well, there was yeah. some tension leading up. Let's be honest. Well, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. So when you know Jason approached me about you know interviewing people, I said. You know, and we had a whole meeting with him and I said, no problem. You know, as long as it, it, it kept nice, you know, not to insult people. I don't want to insult people in my fucking wedding. So then all of a sudden, the Sunday night before everybody was coming, I get a text from Wolfie who responded that he was only coming to the wedding. He wasn't coming to the welcome party. The Sunday night before Everybody got there. I get a text at 1130 at night, his time. Um, 
is it okay if I come to the welcome party now? So now I got suspicious that shit was going down. Because, you know, I have this thing with Wolfie. He's always, you know, trying to get shit on me and creeping around with his microphone and all that kind of crap. And I said to him, I got I got on the on a meeting with him and I said, listen, dude, if you're coming here to fuck with my wedding, I'm going to throw have you thrown out plain and simple. <laughs> and, and that right. was it. And, he, and yeah. he, then he said to me, he said to me, that's not the reason I'm just going to be there. If I talk to some people, it's going to be very, you know, up and up and the whole thing. And I said, OK, fine. And we settled the whole thing. And we all had a great time. I, think I was, observed Wolfie I, throughout, and he was not his usual Wolfie self. I no, noticed he was, he was neuter. Wolf, he felt Ronnie very neuter. Worst into Ronnie didn't. Ronnie did neuter me. I was. I once you get threatened that you're going to get thrown off the building. <laughs> I, I just. I was like, all right. No. Just, I, I. I said that as a joke, and you know it. I said, <laughs> but if you did fuck with people, I would have you thrown out by security. Did Howard, I, say, Howard, did I not I, say that? Howard, when I yeah. got there for Wolfie, the welcome party... did I party, not say that? Hold on, Ronnie. When I got there for the welcome party, there was a security list. You had to give your name to get in. My name wasn't even on the list. They had, they had, to, they had to call someone to even let me get into the elevator. So I don't, I don't know. I wasn't feeling very welcome at that. At that yeah, because we had made, already made the list when you decided to come you know, to the welcome party. Mike, so, you didn't bust guess, Ronnie's balls at all about his clothes or no. anything? How'd Ronnie look? No, yeah, he looked good. I'd love to come on here and bust his balls about something, but I got to be honest, he looked really good. You know, he he uh, he had a nice suit. Everything fitted him, fit him really well. Um, towards the end of the night, what he did was he uh, he took his jacket off, so he was walking around with his his vest on, which I thought was a good move. He did the right thing. He didn't walk around with the jacket on all night. Right. Um, that's it, man. I mean, I wish I could yeah. bust his balls. You know what it is, Howard? He he focuses in on me. Like I, if if he saw that I was rallying him up a little bit, his whole night will be ruined. Like he'll he'll yeah. he'll his whole wedding night will be about me. So I I didn't want to do that. I think there was such trauma after that bachelor party or whatever it was in Miami that yeah. event we all yes. went to. Yep. And I think everyone just didn't want a repeat of the yes. trauma of that evening. I really think that's what it is overall. Everyone was just real. They were real calm with Ronnie, you know. It's real. Hey, Mike, calm. was that it? You were afraid to like rile him up and everything. Yeah, because that's the thing. He he he'll 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 let me ruin his whole wedding. That's what he'll do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what about your hot uh, wife, or what is she? Your girlfriend or wife? Yeah, fiance. Did you take her down yeah, in the pool yeah, and parade yeah, her around? No, we or? got there. We got there like um. We got there on a Thursday and it was over. The whole thing was over pretty much at, at the see. pool. So you know, Perlman is so he's another one who's hot. Like he's so well put together. Like even at the end of the sort of midway through the wedding, he has a move where he takes off his jacket, he has this tight undershirt on, so you see all his all his muscles, and then he takes his tie off and he lays it perfectly around his neck like a Chippendales dancer. And that's just kind of his look for the rest of the <laughs> night. But you can tell it's it's thought out. Yeah. It's very sexy. Also yeah. watching Perlman decide on whether he wanted to dance to YMCA was great. It was like a real it was a real struggle with him. He started yeah. dancing and then he stopped dancing. Like he kind of put one arm arm up for the Y and then was like, nah, yeah. it's a little gay. It's like you know, I shouldn't be dancing to this song. This song isn't for straight guys, but I'll dance. I, I'm a young man, but it's weird. Yeah. But there's always yeah. one guy at the wedding who's a, or a woman who's like a bad dancer. Was, was there any guy who was like a really bad dancer? Like uh, they get up and do that. Yeah. Yeah. He is he is the worst it's best bizarre. dancer ever. He tries so hard to dance, and he loves it so much. He loves dancing, but he, oof, he is not He's terrible. A good Howard, he's terrible. 
<laughs> Howard, if you go out on the dance floor and you're the first one out there, right, that means you can dance. Mehmet can't dance. He goes out on the dance floor. He starts walking backwards and he's kneeling down, like leaning down, snapping his fingers like he's a West Side Story. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh. he's moving back and he just dances like Elaine from Side it's, it's the ultimate white guy <laughs> dancing. Yeah. But he loves it though. He, you got to yeah. give him oh. points for how much he loves the art of dance. He, he, and, he and Mary have like set dance routines together. Oh, it's, stop that. They're it's just true. not good at them. It's do. choreographed. It is choreographed. <laughs> it kind of reminded me, it kind of reminded me of that scene from Pulp Fiction with John Travolta. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that's it. Dancing. <laughs> That's good. Do you dance off any day of the week? <laughs> I, Wait, what I is that? What's actually happening here is that yeah. these guys saw that I put together a list of the worst dancers, so they're trying to get to me first that I was a terrible dancer. Listen, I guarantee I, I was one of no, the you best suck. dancers I, there. Mamet, you you suck. I was on the list. I wasn't on the list, Mamet. And well, you're yeah, like your a, girlfriend wouldn't dance with you. You guys were dancing all night, dude. That's not true. They did. That's why we were dancing all night, dude. You said I'm the second worst dancer there. I didn't dance the whole night. I don't know what you That's think right. you saw. You slow danced with Mary. It How could you like slow dance poorly? From. <laughs> oh, my I, God. You, I there's something wrong with you. The worst dancers. Get a mirror. So, You're a shitty dancer. He's, he's so defensive about the dancing. Yeah. I, no, I said I, I will. I will dance off with anybody anytime. Yeah, I remember when you, you told us. Remember you when you told lose. us how great you were at karaoke? What a great singer you were! And then you sang. Yeah, and I was, was. like douchey. This was like that. <laughs> People <laughs> loved my karaoke. I, 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 I I'm proud of my karaoke. On the way to love, John, was amazing. Dude, that John Hine is the uh, worst dancer. That's the uh, worst <laughs> oh, dancer that you saw. John is the worst. So, so my list out. is, it starts with, I'm sorry to do this at your wedding. It, it's, He's like a slow adult dancing, Mehmet. That's what he reminds me of, I think. I think that's really, he channels a, a slow adult Does dancing. Mehmet take up the whole floor when he dances? like, Or does he stay in his area? Or is he all oh, over the whole floor? floor. Yeah, He's they, they, they kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Broad. Yeah. They were making it's a really scene. They were, they were saying, the way they got to the dance floor, Howard, was like, we're the best dancers out here. We're going to put on a show. And then they just aren't. And they're the worst. It's wow. like they're like an SNL sketch. They think he thinks he's so <laughs> like great. But he's, yeah. he's horrible. Horrible. But he loves it. So you got to give him points. He loves dancing. And that's what makes it so good. His love. Mehmet, is dance. that true? You love to dance? There's plenty of footage from that night. Show, show me dancing. I, this is bullshit. Yeah, let me see the footage. I'm, I, I, I mean, I would like to see Mehmet dancing with his wife sure. and to see how bad he is. Or I, I'm, a, kind of like, I'm a very yes, good dancer. He's like... You know, dancing and like all oh, like <laughs> it's not like that, that weird that. undulation. It's like Ed Grimley a little bit. It has an and Ed he's got Ed these Grimley suspenders vibe. on, and it's like it's like a very Larry King. It's it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. By the way, I got a report that Ronnie was shooting a giant air cannon on the dance floor, but nobody understood why. In other words, like that's the thing they use at the Nick game to shoot out T-shirts, but Ronnie didn't have any T-shirts. He was just shooting an air cannon. What was that about, Ronnie? <laughs> no, it was a smoke gun. Smoke gun. Yeah, it was there weird, he is, man. Ah! <laughs> it looked like he was putting out a fire or a Ghostbuster. Hey, listen, that was that was her idea, not mine. Howard, during, uh, during the wedding, Ronnie had confetti cannons. Like you know, some weddings you have these little confetti things. No, Stephanie had that. They, not me. These were like cannons. They would hit people, and their their entire hair was just embedded <laughs> with confetti. It was, like people found confetti in their ass crack that that night. There was so much confetti. I, I, I will say. Well, that the note you, I got was. The smoke thing ran out of smoke in a minute, and then it just shot out air, and everyone was confused. <laughs> as, like, like uh, they were like, "Well, Ronnie's dressed up as a Ghostbuster, and he's pointing this thing at people," but they didn't understand. I wasn't it. pointing at people; it was going up towards the ceiling. That was the other thing. <laughs> Never pointed at anybody. You hit Richard. One did you have a good time at the wedding? 
Oh, I had a great time. Yeah. It was Did you awesome. Drink? But uh yeah, but not overly. You know, it was like our mm-hmm. first vacation since we've had our kids, so we just kind of had well, a nice at one point weekend. at one point at the welcome party I saw Richard he's holding two he had two hands filled with glasses so he was having a good time one of them might have been for my wife but yeah, yeah when I Richard says he didn't so. drink when Richard says he doesn't drink a lot that means like he instead of like 10 bottles of alcohol he had like nine <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean exactly Howard they were talking about these um confetti things that you pop like giant firecrackers the guy uh-huh. gave me a giant one when i walked in and i didn't know how to work it and it went off early and shot the people in front of me oh, in the back. <laughs> they were so they were so mad at me and i was they like i'm loud. so sorry so loud it scared the shit out it of me it was scary especially on a global day of jihad that apparently <laughs> was going on yeah right <laughs> Ronnie, why'd you get married on Friday the 13th? I didn't realize that. Is there a significance there? Like, do you no, guys love it that? No, it was just, it, no, not really. We wanted to do it the week before, the weekend before, but it, there was a little bit of complications. We couldn't do it. So we just said, okay, let's do it on Friday the 13th. Big deal. Right. The show was off and we were hoping people would come. And uh, that was it. That's why we did it during the vacation week. Nice. <laughs> That's what I listened to. Uh, my, my wife and I went for a run uh, on Friday, and I listened to the soundtrack from Friday the Thirteenth the whole time. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely strange, dude. I mean, there's no there's no put on with you. You're an eccentric. I, I walk into. I met him at the his hotel room before the welcome party, and he's watching Halloween Four. <laughs> oh yeah, I tipped, I tipped Richard off. I turned on the TV. I said, "There's a buddy. There's a Halloween marathon," and I kind of forgot about it. And then an hour later, I get a text. Now they're showing Halloween Four. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, like, great. why doesn't they get? Like he can he could have Halloween Four twenty four hours a day if he wants. He's in Vegas. He's sitting and watching Halloween Four. Well, I mean, Howard, it's worse than weird. that. They left. He left they the welcome party movie. early to go watch. Hocus Pocus at the Casino Theater. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great movie. I didn't even know you did that, Richard. That was crazy. <laughs> no, you we didn't. Well, I mean, it wasn't early. We were at the party for a couple hours, and then yeah, my, Matt, my Matt and Mary were like, hey, we're going to go see Hocus Pocus at the theater. And, and Kristen and I were like, yeah, that sounds fun. And we were the only ones in the theater. We had a whole movie theater to ourselves. It was awesome. Uh, hey, you're in Vegas watching Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I don't remember Hocus Pocus. I don't remember Hocus Pocus, but isn't that like a bad movie? No, yeah, it's, it's Bette with, Midler. Uh, it wasn't great. Yeah. It's bad. Sarah Jessica Parker. It's awesome. Sarah Jessica Parker. Bette Midler. Who's the third one? Kathy and Jimmy. Kathy and Jimmy. It's become a cult classic, but I, you know, it's 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 a kids movie. It's for children. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah, you put it on in the background. <laughs> you really don't want people to watch it. You, you is, it about, is it about? Is it about Halloween? Is Hocus oh, Pocus? Yeah. About- Oh. Yeah, they're witches. They're witches. witches in Salem. They ride Salem. vacuum cleaners. It's a it's a goofy movie for kids. Forty percent on tomatoes. Forty percent. So Richard, you sitting and watching a fucking goofy hocus pocus when you're in fucking Vegas? In I don't get theater, it. Ronnie yeah. rented out this beautiful suite. I mean, there's free booze and ten thirty. He leaves to watch hocus pocus. We got there right at eight. We were still there for two and a half hours. So they, they no the uh, strip club action in Vegas. I mean, uh, Ronnie, no strip clubs. What happened? Yeah, we Ronnie. Well, yeah. well, after the welcome party. Which we extended an extra hour because everybody was having such a good time drinking and everything. Um, 
So after everybody cleared out, my, my buddy Chris was still there with his girlfriend and, uh, we started talking and listening. Hey, you wanted to go? Let's go do something. Okay. Let's go do something. And I made a phone call and a car came and picked us up and we went down. To, <laughs> we went to it. We went to a place. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What goes yeah, on in Vegas at the strip clubs? Like are the girls naked or they got to wear something? Uh, it depends on what strip club you go to. There are some that are fully nude. Uh, and then wow. there are some that aren't. So can you get a, a lap dance from a fully nude girl? Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what are the no rules shit. about yeah. naked and not naked? Uh, is it alcohol free? Yeah. 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 It's I the see. alcohol deal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You mean to tell me if you pay enough money, some naked girls sit on your lap? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that is God bless America. They sat on Stephanie's lap, not mine. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was, I was. Hey, you're a yeah, married we, man. We went, now. You can't do and that, that was anymore. before we were met. We weren't married yet. Um, you know, we went and hung out. We and had Stephanie's fucking around with the stripper. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> put a ring on it. Nice. You'd be smart to marry her. I mean, we had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got was... back. At, we got back. That's why you know we we were losing our voices by Thursday because we didn't get back till five in the morning. Oh. And then uh, we were down. We were down at the pool at ten thirty. So, and we how were the there hell do you? I mean, I mean, how the hell at your age you got this kind of fucking madman energy? It's unbelievably impressive. I mean, dude. I mean, you're up all night. You get married the next day. No, we didn't get married know. till Friday. So we had a day right. in between to chill. You know, flashy almost two. It you is know, crazy but, because everyone else there is a is is much younger than Ronnie, and I can tell you, I mean, no one even even the, after the wedding, Ronnie was out partying in the middle of the casino till God knows we had all gone to bed. So your stamina isn't in, really incredible, dude. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, well, well, Thursday night we went to bed at like ten thirty, so I mean, you know, it was early. Um, Jesus. And then Friday after the wedding, I like I did my costume change. And I, and then we everybody there was a bunch of people down at the Circle Bar, so everybody we came down. Being how many naked the, chicks are sitting in, on Stephanie's lap when you? I mean, fully nude just, chicks. Just one, just one, just one. Like you, yeah, you like you, you got no, a, you no. got a strip you got a strip club here's, wife like uh like she hung out happened. with you guys. Yeah. Yes, we had we had hung out with her before once before, and it just so happened she was there again that night. So that was yeah. her strip club wife that night. How much money do you have to give a chick? What? How much money you have to give a chick to sit naked on you know on your lap? And that's that was the other thing. This chick was so cool. The first time we hung out with her, she wasn't like one of those. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you know, every five minutes you owe me a hundred dollars. You owe me a hundred dollars. You owe me a hundred dollars. This chick didn't ask for any money until we were done, and it was very reasonable. And it was, you know, are you and Stephanie adopting her? Because that's what I heard. Is is no, we're not, not adopting her. Okay. Like, don't come I up with want to make sure. Stories, I'll throw you off a balcony, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if someone told me, like, oh, you can get a naked girl scene lab, I would think that would cost a million dollars. But, uh, you know, reasonable <laughs> rates. It was reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, hey, oh, Vegas, so I guess man. I got to I gotta sell my house to get you to sit on my lap, don't I? No, no, not no. at all. Not this girl. Ronnie awesome. has some sort of way. The last time I was in Vegas, the woman told me three dances for a hundred dollars, and that was yeah. it. You get the month special, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, you, you pay me up front. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a deposit with you. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. You want me to sit on your lap? You better pay up now. Yeah, exactly. Time is money. <laughs> that woman yeah. didn't hang out with JD all night? <laughs> no. Yeah. Ronnie, any shot of bringing the stripper back to your house or anything? I don't want to say. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, did you? Uh, uh, wait you a second. Said. No, no, no. That didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> But Are it you could working be a possibility some other but you, time. You I don't seem know. to be building up a connection, yeah. right? It's already an open marriage. Nice. <laughs> Were you able to bang on the wedding night, Ronnie? Were you bang, did you bang after the, the wedding? I was able to. She wasn't. Well, she was, but she, 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 she might have broken a law there. <laughs> no, you can do that in Vegas. Did she know it? Yeah. Did you, yeah, you banged well, your wife no, while she, she was asleep? No, no. She was awake, but, uh, she, you know, she had a... No, she had a lot to drink, so she was having a little bit of issue, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of issue? <laughs> it took a long time. Let's put she it that way. She couldn't get hard. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I like in other words, get hard. I don't understand. It's the wedding night, and uh, <laughs> she's tired and drunk. So you, knowing you, you probably were like working your magic where you're rubbing your dick against her ass and everything, right? Well, it's not, there was all kinds of shit going on. Plus it was five in the morning, you know, so. Oh my yeah. God. It was, uh, he couldn't What'd get the do? strap on on. This is why Ronnie's my hero. I mean, the guy's like fucking, you know, yes. he's, he's an older man. He's, you know. And, yet, and, and his young wife is tired. Yeah, like people go. Oh, she can't was, believe she you. was. She was fucking shot, dude. She <laughs> well, people go. You know, I can't believe she's so young and she's marrying Ronnie. I'm like, hey, I can't believe he. She can't keep up with him. What? Yes, so what you. happens? You're, it's the wedding. You're feeling love and everything. She's drunk, but and you want to come. So what do you do? So you know, we. we it took a while, but it finally happened for me. But it didn't happen. I don't think it happened for her. It happened a little bit for her, but not like it normal. <laughs> not like it normally does. There was no big explosion. Let's put it that way. Was she still awake? Yes. No, she was awake. No, Robin, she was awake. You sure you had consent? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can't rape your wife. Yes. Was it Stephanie though? You're 100 percent sure it was oh, Stephanie in your show. bedroom. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> The guy named Steve. With yes, you Ron, you climbed on top of her and banged her, and uh, well, and it was pretty it, it, you know there was stuff leading up to it. You know, we were you know screwing around a little bit yeah. before, and then the actual act took a, a while. Let's put it that way. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I I had you know I had some drinks and I, I had smoked. Did I smoke that night? I'm trying to think. You told me you, you were. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out in, out on the balcony. Yeah, I did. Um, Dude, are you really banging every night? I mean, that's amazing. No, not every thing. night, not every night. But we we let's see. We got we got to the hotel, <laughs> which I got to say. Dude, this hotel is fucking amazing. Ask anybody. How yeah, great that was. Awesome, hotel was. Yeah. was. Um, yeah, that's great. I got I got to get Red Rock Casino. They they were amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Red, Red Rock Red Casino. Helicopter. <laughs> Dave's um, limo service. <laughs> All great. We, got, we, we and they we did not bank, pay me we, for this. We banked on Tuesday night before we before we got to the hotel. Yeah. And then went we checked in on Wednesday. <laughs> And I think, yeah, Wednesday night, that was, that was after the welcome party and all, that's when that all happened. What, the strip Thursday, club? What's that? The, the strip club, you mean, happened Wednesday the night? Strip, yeah, the strip club night. That was after the welcome party. Me and my friend Did you, Chris did you blow your load at the, um, at the strip club? No, no, I did. No? I did. Did you, did you Almost, have a boner the whole not, night? 
almost, but not. I was I was saving wow. it. I put right. a shoelace on the end of my cock so I wouldn't come. I, I was saving it for the, I was saving it for when we got back, but yeah. didn't realize that it was going to be, you know, she was going to be so, you know, out of it. But it's so when worked. you went to the strip club and the, and the you know your two chicks are kind of like going at it, but the lap because I think and everything. that's that's another reason because I think she was all worked up at the strip right. club. Yeah. So by the time we got back, I was stupid. I saved it, <laughs> and she was already. You know, she was done. Yeah. Huh? Whatever <laughs> happened, happened with her. I don't know. Her internal CPR. Yeah. What happened? That, that, uh, that turns you. That turns yeah. you on, man. When uh, oh, you dude, see your chick with another we, chick. Oh, oh, we had a great time. We had. We had. A <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that girl to death, man. She's she is the best. I'm telling you. No. It was really do your vows. His so Ronnie's evidently his vows were not funny, but they were actually made people. Cry is the report I got. I got, I, I got teared up, Howard. It was really sweet. You you uh, cried a little bit, yeah. Oh, he cried. Oh, he cried well, the word he everything. Cries right? at everything. <laughs> he cried uh, at hocus pocus. I was gonna say. Someone said Kurt Bush was crying. Uh, Gary said his wife Mary was crying. So Ronnie, yep. he, and he wrote, and he swears he wrote the vows on his I own. I swear so. to you, man, I wrote the whole thing myself. Might have been. It's not. It's eye. not long, but it it it. it Hopefully it, it did the job, you know. Who gave you the worst gift? People. Who gave you the worst gift? Be honest. <laughs> All right. Be honest with you right now. Um, and yeah. I'm being totally honest. We haven't even touched that yet. Well, we had so many people. Um, Friday night, of course, we, we just passed out because we, we were done. Um, and there was no sex Friday night. I can tell you that. Uh, we, Did everyone just, do what I said we, to give you cash? Because that way you'll we make back the money. We haven't even looked at it yet. That's what I Everything did. is still there. Yeah. I sent We're you an do- envelope. I don't know if you got it, but we put it in the mail to you. No, we didn't get it yet, but that's okay. fine, dude. You didn't have to send anything. I'm, I'm being no, serious. No, of course I do. Are you kidding with these I got, animals? I got an amazing me. gift. I got to tell you who <laughs> I got an amazing gift from. Who? It was Lonnie, Lonnie Hanover from uh, Rick's. <laughs> no kidding. He didn't come, but he yeah. sent something. Uh, an amazing, uh, over yeah. the fucking top. Cash wow. or uh, a gift? Girls. Uh, a girl in a, a box. A check. <laughs> a check. Wow. Yeah. Over, over the fucking top, man. No pressure, how? Wow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just sure saying, it's more you than asked me, you, you asked me a question, I gave you an answer. You know was it in funny money? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> Did it go through or has it bounced or anything or it's uh, a good check? You're sure? Nah, it's a, it's a good check. Okay, Calm just down, making sure. Yeah. Wow. Lonnie, well, quite a, uh, quite a man. He but really is. They, He's an amazing they guy. They tight, Howard. You know, there were many, many I know. years there. With hey, Wayne, how much money? 1994. Hey, Wayne, how much money did you pony up to Ronnie? Well, there was the gift that I ponied up to him, and then there was the, um, you know, what was going on at the cabanas. But now there was one funny bit. Now, Ronnie paid for everybody, you know, for his two cabanas to enjoy and have a good time. Now, it's getting towards the end of the, the pool party, and the girls are bringing over fruit platters and all kinds of food, and Ronnie starts to go a little haywire because nobody's eating it. And they're charging for it. No, they weren't. Ch- hey, Wayne, you got your fucking story wrong. Get your story straight, okay? The, the, fruit, the fruit was complimentary. It was part of the cabana deal. But you were yelling, who ordered the fucking fruit? Well, I didn't know until the waitress told me, okay? 
I mean, they're bringing shit over and nobody was ordering it. So I'm saying, where, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> and then uh, the girl's telling me, well, it's complimentary with the thing. I go, okay, great. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Then you calm so down. It's not a bit, Wayne. Yeah, I don't know where it's, it, this is a bit. Well, you were no, yelling. No, it wasn't a bit. I, 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 you were yelling and I felt bad because I thought, yelling. holy I was shit, asking a question. I wasn't it. yelling. Let Wayne tell <laughs> no, his story, no. damn it. It well, was, really a, it was yeah. a loud ahead, conversation. Wayne. Get your it ten minutes of fame. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't need the ten minutes of fame. It was Go a loud ahead. conversation. No, no, no. Loud. It was fine. Loud. It, it was a loud. It was loud. Yeah, I yeah. heard it. And I loud. Like, you heard it. You were yeah, sitting Ronnie, next to me. How you fucking heard it? How is that loud? <laughs> he's no, not, Ronnie. Ronnie you're getting loud. defensive, but Wayne's probably right. right. You saw food yeah, coming over, Wayne, yeah, and right Wayne away you're like, right. yeah. no. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm not paying for this crap. And then you found out that they're giving it to you for free. Yeah, yeah. It was be honest. Of, literally, so he's not telling anything. He's not I saying anything weird. He gets defensive over everything. Go ahead, Wayne. Finish your story. Because the way Wayne puts it, it's a bit. It's <laughs> a, a great bit. bit. Did you no, hear that no, part no, of no. it? Ronnie, it, it was no, it wasn't a bit because I said to the girl, you know what? Whatever goes on, just charge it to my side because he was oh, already please. going for his lungs. It was <laughs> wait, wait. It oh, was so Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Wayne took care of your. R Wayne no, took care of the problem. Care of it. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. They told you it was complimentary because Wayne took care of it. Right? Oh, bullshit. It no, was no, complimentary. No, 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 Why didn't you thank no, the guy? He took care of it. Yeah. Fuck him. Oh, it wasn't Wayne. 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 Yeah. Wayne, it wasn't complimentary, right? You took care of it. No, no, no. It, it turned out to be complimentary, but none of us knew that. I just right. felt bad because he was already Including going me. for his lungs on this. Yeah, I agree, Ronnie. You didn't know either. But until you knew, you were upset. Yeah, well, who, who's they keep bringing shit out and nobody's paying it. Nobody's ordering it. Why would you bring it out? I agree. In other words, Wayne, in other words, Ronnie, Wayne had you back in case it wasn't complimentary. Yeah. He was going to handle it. You should He's thank your best friend. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Wayne. Oh, thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Here's a great Amazing bit. Time. That's what he said right from the beginning. Here's a great bit. Uh, Wayne. Yeah. Ronnie's and, insane. Uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> you know that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Wayne is hanging around with Joe too much. That's the problem. He's trying, he, you know, yeah. he's trying to be cool like Joe. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, no, no. Were, Joe, were Joe and Wayne uh, goofing on you? Yeah. Well, Joe goofs on everybody. So that's that's, you know. That's normal. Yeah. According to Joe, you're like Mr. Vegas now. So can't even get yeah. you on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, then I had met, I never met Chris um, other than, you know, at the affair. So walked, Chris walked over, said hello. He had the microphone on. They said, you know, nice to meet you. How are you? I introduced him to my girlfriend. And he looked over and said, well, your girlfriend's very nice, but I'm really more interested in looking at you. And, and I didn't know how to <laughs> oh, wow. interpret that. Well, you evidently you're body. all jacked. You're all jacked up, dude. That's you have the story best I got. body, is what we heard. Stop looking so Wayne, hot. <laughs> Wayne got into bodybuilding a bunch. Of, him and his brother got into bodybuilding. Wayne's brother's super jacked, and uh, oh, Wayne got all jacked up. I, you know, and I at the time was like, you know, Wayne's not the tallest guy in the world. And I think he just went. He he decided to go big instead of tall. He, he went overboard. <laughs> he went overboard. He got. He's like uh, the size of a. He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, except short, like a cinder block now. 
Yeah. He's like a he's like a rock. Yeah, I went to go That's pat him impressive. on the shoulder, and it's like it's like hitting a mountain. It's it's wow. like, yeah, Wayne. What are you doing? I mean, wh- how big are you gonna get? I, it it just is what it is now. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous looking. It is. I mean, you, you got to admit, I'm a busted up old man at this point. But it it just the size is what the size is. Now let me ask but you a question. Did you take some juice yeah. or something to get big like no. that? I mean, come on. No. It, no, really? really, nothing. My, yeah, my father was a big guy. My grandfather was. So I had the bone structure for it already. But the guys I became friendly with at the gym, they worked out. That's what I did. They lifted heavy shit. I lifted heavy shit. That's just how it became. But so not lifting those bars. Wayne looks like Wayne's in some shape. He looks like a, a silverback gorilla. He's fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. He's yes. not as big as Perlman, though. No, Perlman's no. bigger. Did you uh did you sit there and pose with Wayne at all? Or did you guys talk nah, body? I wasn't at the pool party. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, but he is yeah, Wayne is a big guy that struck me too. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah. I've met him a couple times prior to that and, and he's he's never been like uh you know, he wasn't as always as big as he as he looked uh, during the wedding. You know, he's big. He's big. He's he's muscular. <laughs> He had his shirt off, so you could see what was going on. He, he had a great body. Great body. Has he got, has he got uh, abs, or has he got, like, uh, fat around the uh, middle? I don't know if he has abs. I, he has no, great thick, chest, though. and, he, yeah, he, he sort of built like a like a 1950s strong guy. You know He's what I mean? Like, like the Hulk, you know? He's like the, right. that kind of body. Good looks for you, good. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Great. yeah but I'm, looks I'm, great. I, I didn't do any. I wore a regular bathing suit. I don't wear one of those banana hammocks or any of that bullshit. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you should. <laughs> you should be wearing a speedo. Honestly, you could pull it off in two seconds, and yeah. I would fly anywhere to see you in a speedo. That's one hundred percent. What's your story, Bullet? Yeah. I mean, I understand Chris wants to see that. What, what's going on with you? I'm just you... impressed with the men who have great physique. So I, I would. That was yeah. my excuse for a couple of years too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like the male form. Uh, yeah, Chris, I'm telling you, I'm starting to think you might be gay the way you're uh, carrying on about some of these uh, guys. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Wayne. Uh, what Ronnie's going to read his vows? Did you cry when Ronnie did his vows? Were you surprised how good they were? They were outstanding, and yeah, I I teared up. You did. I definitely right. did. Yep, I definitely did. Everybody did. You know, maybe you're going to get married again. I'm sorry, what? Don't cut out. I heard you're all in love with your girlfriend. I am in love with my girlfriend. It, it, it's great. It's a great situation. And, you know, I, I got to keep myself in good shape because she's in great shape. Um, but, yeah, to know that it's all working out well. Wayne doesn't want to get married. He should. She's she gorgeous. Go. Super that's, cool. That's yeah. what I said, too. Yeah. Amazing, amazing yeah. woman. All right, Wayne. Take care. All right. Pal. That's what I said, too, Wayne. <laughs> that's true, Ron. All right. We'll see. Nice. Wayne Siegel, now everyone. Ronnie's all for getting married. How long were you engaged, Ronnie? Uh, we were together. Well, yeah. Um, engaging Carter was in office when he got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ronnie, now you're happy you're married, right? You feel good about it. No, I feel real good about it. It's good something, you. you know what they say? I said to myself, I said, eh, nothing's going to change in my, you know, but in my head, something has changed. I don't know what it is. There you but go. I, I, see, I see her in a different way now. I don't know why. 
Yeah, I was very impressed with the way you just declared your amazing love, uh, you know, even spontaneously oh, yeah. here on the I, show I can't, today. I, you never do that. I, I can't. I, I can't even say the words that how she put this whole thing together, this wedding, how how smart she is, how what I I can't even put it into words. But all the all the shit you guys saw, like the centerpieces, the the thing where, where we got married under, she built all of that shit with her and her friends. Did wow. all of that. You guys had a I heard, uh, cake popper too. I heard Bubba wears a Bubba shirt. He went down to the pool and Bubba wears a. <laughs> what? So, yeah, I, I, I was happy to hear that Bubba the Love Sponge was there. I'm a big Bubba guy, as you know, and it must have been nice to have him there. But someone said to me, oh, the thing with Bubba is he walks around with a Bubba shirt on. So people, well, you know, Howard, assuming that, what, what, what's up with that? Can I say something? Can I say one thing? What happened with Bubba? Yeah, go so, ahead. So he can, he respond when after we settled the whole thing and what happened on you know what he said on the air and all that kind of stuff and he wasn't coming and this whole thing and then we talked and he said listen I'm sorry but I'm not going to be able to make the welcome party uh, I'll see you at the wedding I said great I, I'm just glad you're coming okay so we're at the welcome party it's about a half hour forty five minutes into the welcome party. And one of the, I guess one of the security people came over to me and he, she goes, um, he goes, um, there's a guy downstairs named Bubba the Love Sponge trying to get up here. I go, what? I go, he said he's not coming. I said, are you sure it's him? And it wound up being him. So he finally, he gets upstairs because he wasn't on the list and he comes upstairs and said, what happened, Bubba? You said you weren't going to come. That's otherwise I feel bad that we didn't put you on the list. So he goes to me, he goes, I didn't realize that my plane ticket was for tonight and I got on the plane and I, I'm supposed to do a radio show tomorrow, but I'm here and I go, okay, I'm glad you're fucking here, man. That was that. So he was unbelievable. Like he didn't even know what day it was. No, no, he had no clue. And people, and, uh, and, and so what was JD? What happened? You were down at the casino and Bubba was wearing a Bubba well, shirt. I, I was at, I was at a, a diner having breakfast and I see someone in a big Bubba shirt and it was Bubba. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's fucking no boy there. <laughs> I do have exclusive uh, oh, tape yeah. of, uh, Bubba, Bubba running also, into, I, I have exclusive tape of Bubba running into, uh, Steve Nowicki. Steve Nowicki <laughs> does a Bubba impression. So here's fake Bubba speaking to the real Bubba. If you want to hear that. Hey, Howard, come on, buddy. We got the goddamn real Bubba here. We got the fake Bubba here. Come on, real Bubba. Well, you know, I'm embarrassed by the fake Bubba because he's doing Bubba a little bit better than I can do it right now. I'm a little messed up. You know what I'm saying? Come on, buddy. Help, now, help, help me out, buddy. Come on, buddy. Now, here's the deal. We tell Jennifer Witz we got to get the goddamn double Bubba deal. One Bubba, two Bubba. We got two Bubbas here. We get mad on. on the deal. Come buddy, on. What are you going to do after Howard? You need somebody there, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Give, give me a chance. I'll, I'll keep all Howard's guys, and Howard can just make the zillions that he's got. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's the deal. We keep the guys. We shock the balls. We get the guys in the balls. We shock the balls. Come on, buddy. Come nice. on, buddy. I could almost not tell the difference, Steve. You no. got that impression down. <laughs> Meeting Very Bubba nice. was like one of the greatest parts of the whole trip. He was telling me story. He told me a story about how he almost killed somebody on the radio. They put a hundred leeches. He was like, hey, buddy, we did the medieval medicine deal. We put a hundred leeches, and then the goddamn guy starts turning blue. So we get Diaco. We put a hundred shots of Afrin in his back. I'm patting him down. We're trying to get the needles into his back. We had to say, I'm like, I'm not going to let a goddamn man die on the radio, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. 
And what's this uh, girl he's with? Merch Crick. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, she's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> really? No kidding. Yeah, she was Bubba. hot. She was hot. Bubba always gets Bubba's the hot looking, chicks. Bubba's looking good. He looked. He lost a yeah. lot of weight. Well, it, it, Bubba is, told is me he on Ozempic. Doing, good to yes. hear. No, he is. He, he is. Does, yeah, yeah, he no, he does a, a fast food sandwich review on YouTube, and Merch Crick films him. And as he's eating some crazy fast food sandwich, he's like, "I could only eat half of this because I'm on the Ozempics." Oh, well, wow. he also wow. well, he also told me he does a 19 hour fast. Where he eats food at 7 a.m., then eats again at noon, and then doesn't eat again until the next day. <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, uh, Bubba was there, made it to Ronnie's wedding. And now, Ronnie, yeah. hey, you know what? I tell you what, let me take a break. And then when we come back, would you uh, read your wedding vows? Because uh, they evidently were the hit. Like, I'm shocked because Ronnie never comes through on that stuff. And yet he did. We had the worst time trying to get him to say anything before yep. the wedding. Yeah, well, now it's I different. Know. All right, when we come back, I want to hear I, you. I love does. Stephanie to death, man. Really. She, she's amazing. Wow. What the fuck's going on? You were like, I don't want any of this wedding shit. I don't <laughs> say that shit. Well, you know what? We, 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 we got, we dispensed with a lot of the traditional shit. At the you know for the wedding, but she she insisted on this vow thing. But you know what? I'm so glad I did it. Now you professed your love for your woman in front of everybody. It's yeah. something to that. Nothing to be yeah. ashamed of, man. Takes a strong no. man to say that. No, good no. for you. I, I'm glad I did it. To be honest, I'm really glad I did it. I want to thank yeah. Zip Recruiter. Sorry, Ryan. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm in love. Especially the reaction I got from everybody afterwards. All right. If you stay tuned, Ronnie will do a reading of his vows. And um, it'll be exciting because he evidently uh, You haven't heard them, Howard? You don't know? I heard a little piece of it. A little piece of it, but it was kind of echoey. That's why I asked Ronnie to read them live. You know, I had heard Ronnie hit a home run with his vows, but then I'm hearing now from the guys that they felt Ronnie's vows weren't that great. But when he he evidently... He broke down during them and cried or, or got emotional. Right, Jason? Ronnie got yeah, emotional look, during it. My, my opinion, yeah, I think the bar was set kind of low. Ronnie, Ronnie had vows, first of all, you know, that he read, which were, which was nice. And I, uh, but you know, and when he choked up at the end, yeah, it was because you were not expecting Ronnie to choke up. Yeah. I really didn't think Ronnie cared at all about getting married. So when he choked up, it did hit you a little bit, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I think the, the vows themselves were they were they were fine. They were a little silly. Oh, I mean, we'll, we'll hear them now. You, you thought oh, they were silly. He, how, so why should I even bother reading them, Jason? According to you, oh, I, I'm one man with one opinion, Ronnie. You, okay, you, so yeah. So why should I even bother? I heard you. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then maybe I, was I should even bother. Forward to it I, now. Look. You know, at I mean, Jason. Jason. They were great. Not, dude, they, yeah, were they, awesome. they were awesome. No, no, Jason. You, you, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, and if you think they're shit, then I. I why should I read them? He didn't like didn't, the. Uh, he didn't like them. the. He didn't like the uh, analogy to the construction. I guess, but I thought that was kind of well, good. I, I, what can I say? Right I don't want it to deprive nobody, anybody. Not everybody is as perfect as Jason. I don't even remember Jason's <laughs> vows. To be honest with you, uh, did you ever say anything at your wedding, Jason? I don't. Nah, think man, so. I was silent. I was. I was yeah. fine. I, Let I, me hear I these your vows, at my wedding. Yeah. Let me hear these vows. I'll, I, I'm telling you, but the part I heard seemed pretty good. Yeah. And I heard from people, Whatever. people were crying during them. Yeah, listen, dude. Uh, I mean, I, I, even before I read them at the wedding, I said, 
you you all know me and the way I am with with saying things that you know the way I feel about things. I, I'm not that kind of person, but the, you know I wrote this and I felt this is what I felt and this is what I wrote. And Good. You, you don't like it? You don't like it? Tough shit. That's pretty That's simple. That's the attitude okay? to have. All right, let me hear what you got. You're standing there. How far into the it, wedding are we when you when you start reading this? At the end, it uh, before the end. we, you know, he pronounced us man and wife and all that bullshit, you know. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. So, here it goes. Look at Robin and right Stephanie, by the way. Okay. You know, if you, if you need to do I, I, I don't have, I'm yeah. looking at the paper. I don't have to look at it. All right, good. Okay, go ahead. That's another thing. I had to have my friend type this up so it was big enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was big enough to read. So it was big enough to read with my glasses on. You know, I didn't want right. to have to take my fucking glasses off to read this shit. Right. So my, friend Palmer, my friend, one of my rich friends typed it all up for me. You know? All right. I got my tissue ready right here in case right, I start yeah, crying. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, sure. You I are. might. Okay. You don't know anything. <clears throat> go ahead. <laughs> Looking at you right now really takes my breath away. You look so beautiful. I feel that we've spent a lifetime together already. 16 years proves our love just didn't happen overnight. We've already been through the bad times. Already. Wait, I'm sorry. We've already been through the bad times already. And with our strong love, we built a life together that is so perfect. This day, our wedding day has come. Completed the construction of our building. Building meaning a building. We can't, we can't, we can take away the bulldozers, the cranes, and say we've done it. We are complete. I love how beautiful you look morning, noon, and night. I love how you always care about others. I love how smart you are. I love you for your love of animals. And most of all, I love you for the way you love me. You always have my back and are always there to support me, whether you think I'm right or even sometimes wrong. You always try to make me see the positive side of everything. I love you for that. We are here, we are here today at this beautiful venue filled with all of our family and friends to celebrate this love building we have created and built together, which can never be taken away. We have we have something that I wish everyone that shares their vows like we are doing can feel like we do right now. I love you, baby girl, and can't wait to say I do to my best friend. Oh, very nice. I mean, uh, beautiful. It's hard to believe the night before you were rubbing some stripper's vagina. I mean, <laughs> you know, the way <laughs> but that, that, that now listen. All right. You know, the read was a little Luca Brazzi, but I'll tell you what, the sentiment was there. Yes. I think you did very well. I right, get the you. building. The building, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, what was that? The, 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 our love is like insulation and your heart is like drywall, but it cracked me or something. Yeah, I don't, I, I, that, stop it. That was good. Stephanie, that was good. I, mean, I am de bricks and Stephanie is the mortar. I am the wood beam, and Stephanie is the linoleum. I am the air conditioner, and she is the vent. I am the toilet, and she is the plunger. I am the car, and she well, is the carport. I love my baby girl, my child bride fetus. I appear. Is it, in other words, the comparison of your love to the building? Robin, yeah. how did you feel about that part? Did you well, like you that? Well, you know what it made me think of? It made me think they just built a house together and there was a lot of months 
where they were waiting for the house to be ready and there were bulldozers and all the machi- heavy machinery and all the, the workmen all over the place, you know, and then they finally got into their love nest. Mm. And Ronnie is comparing it to, yeah. This all came out of our love. We built a building as strong as that house of love. That's well, there right. you go, Ronnie. Hit, hit well, she's got, it, positive, right. She's got, she it, got right. it right. She got it right. I got it, Ronnie. You got it. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Marianne from Brooklyn, uh, what do you want to say? Go ahead. Oh, my God, Howard. I've been waiting all week. Ronnie, congratulations. Bubba posted you and Stephanie. He was the first one to post. And I was uh, snooping all weekend to see the pictures. And I really, uh, Bubba, I, I just called Bubba. He said it was so elo- eloquent. But I thought, Ronnie, you were going to, like, t- put your teeth in Stephanie's garter and pull it down and do a dirty dance. And I thought you were going to go wild. But I'm so happy for both of you. And Is Bubba really skinny now? Is like, is he, If he's on Ozempic, he must be thin, huh, Ronnie? Oh, he's not skinny. He's not skinny yet. He's getting there, but he looks a lot better than the last time I saw him. He he really he chopped off a lot of weight. And uh by the way, Marion, thank you so much for your Ronnie, lovely gift. You That's look you so didn't have to do that. It's crazy. If everybody could be like you and Stephanie and have that love and that magic and just you kissing her in that picture how- all right, it's enough. <laughs> she goes, it she was just a romantic kiss. A lovely gift. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was really sweet of her. Yes, it was. It was great. That's crazy. Have what you seen that picture, love? Howard? No, I mean, I mean, Ronnie sent me some oh. pictures from the wedding uh, through via well, Beth. It was and, just uh, pictures, random pictures that people took off their phones. That's not anything from the photographer or anything. I mean, yeah, if you guys, picture- you know. If you guys want the video after, whenever, uh-huh. you know, we get it, you're welcome to see it. Oh, great. But no, the picture I saw is she, you, you're leaning her over and giving her a kiss, like right at the wedding ceremony at the altar and Elvis is behind you. Right. And it's just the most romantic kiss. It looks beautiful. Now she looks so great. Well, there you go, Ronnie. Congratulations. There's the wedding. The, the bad news is. Wasn't anything really that stupid going on at the wedding? Except so it's bad for, for the show. I'm a little worried about well, JD. Everybody, are you I worried about everybody. JD? I am. I've you talked, are? I told you that a long time ago. You did? Yeah, you I said. You mean, you I said, mean drinking I said I'm worried about him with his drinking, and then he does edibles and drinks, and you know, eventually it's going to yeah. catch up with him. You know, you guys see like a moment. In time, this is not what I do every night. <laughs> That's not what I do every night. It's not a regular thing. Just FYI. Did, uh, Ronnie, did you get irritated with anyone at the wedding? Did anybody <laughs> piss you off? Or were you but pretty- there was one thing they want, you know, they wanted to do this, that, you know, the tradition thing where you put you up in a fucking chair and oh. carry you around oh, the, the room. Dance. Yeah. Fuck that. I, I, I refused. I'm sorry. I was a little Good bit of a dick to some people. I told them, fucking touch me again. And, I, you know, I'm, you're not picking up this chair. Stephanie went up in the chair, but that was fine. She, right. she had no, she was wasted. She's having a great day. She just did this whole rapper thing. She got out in the <laughs> middle of the floor alone and rapped a song. I mean, she was, well, she was having a good time. Everybody had a good time. I think I've seen, I've I, seen dudes get up in that chair 
they 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 bounce him in the chair. I seen one right. guy hit his head on the ceiling. So uh, yeah, well, you don't want that. Yeah, well, this is, it would have been pretty hard to hit your head on the ceiling. But you know, everybody was drinking and shit. You never know what could happen. You fall yeah, off the fucking stumble. chair, right? I, yeah. You know, I'm fucking breaking a hip. You know what I'm saying? I don't need that shit now. Are you scared nothing of more embarrassing wedding? than nothing more embarrassing than dying at your own wedding? <laughs> you know, what's the matter, Blit? Are you scared of heights? Because I'm not crazy about heights. No, I'm not. Because yeah, I'll be the, the first one to tell you that. Yeah, at the welcome party, you wouldn't get on the bar to do a speech after no, Stephanie did. No, I yeah. wouldn't stand up on the bar. No. Yeah, that's not my thing. I wouldn't dude. either. No. Yeah. I don't like Good height. For you. I'm not crazy right. about height. It's okay. All don't right, freak hey, out. Hey, take it Sorry. easy. Bye. Bye. I just got married. Calm All down. right, everybody, keep calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Congratulations. All right. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate. I appreciate the phone call the day before and everything. I really appreciate it. You bet. Congratulations. There you go. It turns out wasn't so fucking crazy when the whole crew went to Vegas. What can I tell no, you? No but, great. But also, Ronnie's a romantic. I had a suspicion he would uh, get romantic for the day. You know what I mean? I had a feeling. Uh -huh. that the, I said to the guy, let your heart open up a little bit. Stop being such a fucking tight ass. He you know, did. He woman's was cracked gonna... open like a nut. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, this woman's stuck by you. Uh, you know, moved to Vegas with you, blah, blah, blah. I said, let's show her. Let her have her day. Be a little romantic. And he was. That was and, great. Uh, you know, all these people now getting skinny on Ozempic like uh, Bubba. I, you know, I'm happy for Perfect him and all. but example of, you know, it always made you feel good. Bubba had his issues. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't feel good. I'm very angry about ozempic i used to really love that i was skinny and had that ability to control my eating uh and now everyone's just taking ozempic and losing uh weight and bubba used to look at you and he, and he was like i wish i could be yeah. like you now he's gonna be yeah. like you <laughs> yeah he didn't have to do anything for it just take a shot every week i mean it does it does make me angry i'll be honest I mean, I don't know, uh, again, I don't have any information on um, Kelly Clarkson, but I saw her on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She's thin down, too, yeah. Thin down. She looked like a supermodel. I'm like, <laughs> it's got to be Ozempic. I mean, maybe and she did the work. when we saw her last, she was not a supermodel. No. I used to, I, I'll be honest, I used to be, like, very happy about obesity because, um... <laughs> I had something people wanted. You had a superpower. I had a superpower. You know, I'm an older guy. I'm not saying I'm in shape, but at least I'm thin. Now everyone is thin. I mean, what's this world coming to when Bubba's thin? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> How are we supposed to get along? That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank God they haven't cured balding yet because I have hair. I don't want everyone just getting hair. You know, like some women have said, you know, Howard's not good looking, but at least he has his hair. Uh, now everyone will run around. That'll be the next thing they cure. But I know that's selfish of me to, you know, feel this way, but I, I can't help it. It just seems. But it's something you lose when, when everybody can be thin. Yeah. Like you I got lose. stripped of something. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> call me a psychopath, but I'm angry. <laughs> 
Anyway, I do want to mention a couple of uh, deaths. One one that meant a lot to me um, was uh, Rudolph Isley of the Isley Brothers. He was a yeah. founding member of the Isley Brothers. And, you know, I grew up in Roosevelt and um, living there, I got to tell you, uh, the Isley Brothers were gods. But uh, Rudolph Isley died at the age of 84 last week. I wanted to give that a mention and give a shout out. Uh, they never gave the cause of death, but the dude was 84. So, you know, yeah. who knows what it was that did him in. But Rudolph... A stiff wind could knock you off. <laughs> yeah, well, there were three Isley brothers. And those do they made a song called Fight the Power that was played often in Roosevelt, where I grew up. And I thought this was the greatest fucking song ever. The Isley brothers doing Fight the Power. By the way, I remember uh, the word bullshit. I think I played that, you know, again, when I was a freeform DJ, I think I played Fight the Power. I didn't know. I just didn't even think of the word bullshit being in there. And I, then I was afraid I was going to get fired because I played a mm. song with bullshit in it. And I don't think any. But no, fortunately, nobody listened to that station I was on. It was $4 <laughs> an hour you got paid. So, you know, you knew there was nobody listening. So you play bullshit. Nobody even picks up on it. But radio <laughs> yeah, stations. It was sometimes a test. Play the word with the, play the song with yeah. the dirty word. See if anybody notices. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, the FCC is going to. Like the FCC had a field officer out there that was monitoring my radio show. But uh, at the time, I was concerned because everyone said, if any curse words get on, you'll be fired. But uh Anyway, they, the radio stations bleep that song for a, a long time. Uh, then they have another song called It's Your Thing. Come on, honey. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock it to. Who to sock it to. Yeah. It's your thing. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. I can't tell you. Honey, who to sock it to. If you want me to love you. I, I lived in a black community, so I tried to be cool and, uh, you know, get into the Isley Brothers. Maybe I'd be accepted. It didn't help. You know. I still had that fucking white skin. Uh, just, you know, couldn't make any inroads. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a good scene. Uh, they also did a cover of uh, Twist and Shout, the Isley Brothers, right? You know? They <laughs> Shake it up, babe. And then, of course, their big song was Shout. Davey Wanna Shout. You know that one. They were great. It was uh, Rudolph, O'Kelly, and Ronald. I I hope I got their names right, but I believe that was it. Play this at weddings. Did they do this? Oh, they did. They did this at Ronnie's wedding. They play this at Ronnie's wedding, but I think they did the version from the Animal House movie. Uh, a lot of people play that, but they should play this, the Isley Brothers. Yeah, you forget how long the Isleys were around. You know, they were, you know, in the late, you know, 50s they were making music, and they made 50s, music for years. 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. They they yeah. they had a long career. They were really talented dudes. In fact, they were big fans of Robin. But I don't know. If... I touch my back <laughs> when I see Robin's boots. I can't tell you what my cock will do. I touch my back when I see 
Touch your thing. Yeah. I can't tell you what my cock will do. If you want me to fuck you, Robin, I will. Believe me, woman, my dick feels like steel. And it will grow now, just as big as your boots. Makes me no difference now. If you suck your tit too. How turned on I am right now. All right, Robin, easy. Look, it's uh, not a fitting tribute when you spend more time on the parody than you do on the <laughs> It was a great one. It was sent in by the Creepy Brothers, uh, all three of them. Uh, Mo, Larry, and I think Curly. No, that was psych. You know, he, he did a great job. He loved yeah. you. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, hey... Hey guys, what was the thing while we were on vacation? Was it they were taking calls on C-SPAN? I think about Israel, right? And some dude kept calling in and mentioning my name, which I love, but I think he kept saying I was an asshole, right? Uh, JD? Oh. No, I think I think some guy's trying to uh be another Howard Stern caller. I think he's actually calling the host an asshole. But uh, uh yeah, we we haven't really gotten many uh Howard Stern related <laughs> prank people on c-span lately and so this guy has done two in a row i think he might have did another one today i haven't uh been able to check but um yeah we well, had a new guy apparently he might have been saying howard stern's ass but anytime you get on tv and mention my name i'm happy about it so <laughs> you know i think it's good publicity so i'm gonna mark this as a positive here 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 are the two calls let's go to robert who's calling from tonganoxie kansas on the democratic line robert good morning yeah, I didn't know this was the RNC line, apparently, according to some of the last callers that we've had. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that, you know, I think the only individual or the only entity, organization, state, whatever you want to say that's right in this scenario is Palestine. Absolutely. Howard Stern, asshole. Let's go to Conrad, who's calling from Pennsylvania. Independent line. This is from Robert in Washington, D.C. You're next up. Hello. Hey, good morning. Happy uh, 7 o'clock a.m. here in D.C. Nice to see you, Pedro. Uh, I, you know, this is like, what, the the 150th time that Palestine and Israel have gone against each other in some type of battle. I think it is time for us to finally take a step back and say these people are going to fight until everyone is dead. And it's just, it's sad, but... Uh, I think that's just how it's got to be. Howard Stern, asshole. Okay, Florida, Republican line, Cynthia, you're next up. It's either, it's either Howard Stern, asshole, or Howard Stern, asshole. So I'm not sure where I he's going I don't think it's it. Howard Stern, asshole. I think it's you, Howard Stern, asshole. Oh, well, I'm for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nuance there. Let's say it's yeah. Howard Stern, asshole. I, yeah, I don't want to be pushy because I appreciate people putting in the effort, but maybe change your catchphrase where it's clear where you stand. You know, maybe maybe it's like a Howard Stern penis for a while or Howard Stern Baba Booey. Um, Howard Stern asshole. It's might hard be, to determine yeah, <laughs> the meaning. Exactly. Even you're not sure. <laughs> no, I think, but I'm not sure. 
Or if you call and just say, hi, um, Howard Stern, comma, asshole. <laughs> Throw the comma in there. <laughs> but even that uh, is not yeah. quite clear. The other celebrity death I'm going to mention right now, Suzanne Summers, sexy Suzanne yeah. Summers. Oh my God, what that a hit sex me bomb! Hard this morning, yeah. She was on a, a bunch of our shows, a bunch of our radio shows back in the day. You, you know, back in the day when nobody came on, and um, yeah. she would come on with her husband Alan, and they had a great marriage. I have to say, they always would. They used to bang every day, according to them. I don't know if it's true, but they would claim that. And uh, well, man, it oh, reminds man. me of you in a marriage because what do you she mean? says for 42 years they have never been apart. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Beth was going to leave me for France, but now she's not going. So. <laughs> but that's what you want. You want that, you yeah. know, every day. I love togetherness. <laughs> she had it. Yeah. I need togetherness. I don't like to be alone. You know, I need somebody in the house with me. In she fact, I was going to ask what I was going to ask you to. I was going to ask you to stay over when Beth was away, and you could <laughs> you could be here with me. <laughs> well, I would do that for you. <laughs> but her son uh, described her his parents' marriage as, and it might have been Suzanne's son, but uh, he described the marriage as dysfunctionally functional <laughs> oh is that right oh that's yeah. weird well he just yeah, said remember. you know somebody who has to be together all the time but they really did it worked for them i don't think i'm talking about back in the day when she was on three's company i don't think there was a hotter woman on the planet motherfucker she ex when she played that character what was her, her name chrissy or whatever the hell her name was i think she was chrissy Chrissy. It's really strange when, when people you've jerked off to pass away. It's a very strange feeling, you know. I feel for you. <laughs> she had the, you know what's weird? She had the greatest rack on TV. I'm talking about titties. And her titties killed her. I know. It was breast her cancer. titties killed her. Coming back over and over and over again. She breast said she, cancer. I didn't realize that she, you know, got first diagnosed with cancer in her 20s well i didn't realize that wow yeah well anyway she was um she was the beautiful woman in the white thunderbird and american graffiti but then she hit it big as chrissy snow in three's company on abc the show was number three in the national ratings in its first full season she never really uh, got a big film career or anything out of it. But uh, after Three's Company, well, she, which I told her, it was the yeah. dumbest fucking move when she left Three's Company. I, You know, she said she wanted to concentrate on her uh, stage show. But she went in, she asked for more money from ABC. And she kind of got pissed off when they wouldn't give her more money. It was a, a lot of dialogue about that. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with you know, a stalling of her career. You know, people, yeah. especially at that time, saw people who did things like that as troublemakers and they didn't necessarily want to do business with them. Yeah, I think Hollywood punished her for, you know, being quote-unquote difficult by... Uh, uh, 
asking really? for so she much did money. That? <laughs> yeah, I think she was punished. You know what I mean? Because she was hot. Yeah. I would have watched any show with her. She should have just had her own show where she wore different outfits. I didn't even care if there was a script. Well, she, she did understand insanely. that she was a, she was a big reason for the size of that audience, and she thought maybe I should be compensated for that. You're damn right, she should have been. Freeze Company opening. Remember, they poured water on Suzanne Summers' back, and she popped up in a bathing suit facing the camera. It's fucking awesome. Who can forget? Like, I used to jerk off to Gilligan's Island, but then when that show came on, that was it. Freeze Company. You left Gilligan's Island for Three's Company. Yeah, I jerked off to Three's Company. I think I might have jerked. I mean, I don't. I don't remember consciously don't sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> I don't know. I might have been too old to be jerking off in front of a TV, but I don't know. I think you might have had a girl or two by then. Yeah, it didn't help. Still had to jerk off. One of the things too that she did when wisely, she built up her career around Thighmaster. You remember Thighmaster? That was amazing. Yeah, she had a, it was fucking crazy product. I can't, you know, anyone who goes to the gym knows if you just like do an exercise for your thighs, like the rest of you is going to look like shit. You got to, but you know, she swore by that thigh master. If you remember she the commercial. Said, not Great only legs. does it help. Thank you. How do you get them? I used to do aerobics till I dropped. Then I found thigh master. Every single time you squeeze thigh master, you strengthen and tone right where you need it. So it's easy to squeeze, squeeze your way to shapely hips and thighs. I thought I'd never fit into these jeans again. Thank you, thigh master. I recommend it and use it. The secret to shapely thighs is exercising these muscles with just the... I didn't buy it, honestly. Yeah. But I'll every woman did. <laughs> they did. She made a lot yeah. of money with it. And like I said, she appeared on my show multiple times in the 80s and 90s with her husband, too. He was always and with her. He was always with her. And I, I kind of liked that her alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> Would have been a better fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> he always came in. And I'm like, Wait, do you have to have your husband with you? Uh, but anyway, I... I really liked her. She was very kind to us and to our show. And, and she influenced a lot of people over the course of her life and her, you know, health regimes and yeah, I, um, with cancer. I was influenced a lot by her because um, I knew once I had a good job, I wasn't walking away from it. She <laughs> taught me that <laughs> because you can't win that battle. Uh, by the way, if you remember the theme song to Three's Company, uh, there was a beautiful song about Robin to them. Uh, Robin suck on my dick. It's been waiting for you. I wanna fuck in your mouth, your tits, your ass, and your vagina too. Come and dance on my balls. Swallow my penis goo. I wanna come on the space that is your face and vagina too. My rock hard cock will go anywhere, including your dairy and do. I'll squirt all over you. I'll squirt all over you and your vagina too. <laughs> I love the background singer. Uh, very good. Uh, let's go to Lisa Robin in Massachusetts who wants to say good morning. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Howard. I just wanted to let you know that Suzanne was so incredibly important to my career. I was working or volunteering, I should say, at a community radio station. I created a health show. She came on 
And after yeah. she came on, she was so happy with it that she told her publicist. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all these requests from different celebrities and publicists. And I ended up being able to syndicate my show to eight stations, including two NPR stations. And every time Suzanne came on, she was so gracious and kind and always said my name a lot. Lisa, this was great. Lisa, thank you. And she was just so kind, and we stayed in touch. And it, I was crying last night. It just broke my heart. So she's, there you really, go. she's so special. She sure was. Oy vey. When I saw her on TV, I couldn't believe it. I go, God, she's hot. And sometimes, like, because she thought uh, the guy who lived with her, Jack, was gay, she wore uh, her negligee around him. And he remember, he had to go cool down, the dude, uh, because he wasn't. I know. He'd go into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Jack Tripper. Remember Jack Tripper? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think all three of them are dead now, right? Uh, Suzanne no, Summers. I think the other girl is still with us i don't think so I think you know she died it was jack tripper think... played by what was the guy's name who played uh, uh john, ritter. John, ritter. john ritter john ritter john ritter he's gone joyce dewitt is gone isn't she i don't think so huh. all right maybe i'm wrong i thought they were all gone <sighs> uh, anyway but she was so hot that Jack, who was supposed to be gay. Oh, Joyce DeWitt is still alive. There you go. You just yeah. don't hear from her. There you go. All right, Lisa. Maybe uh, Joyce DeWitt will appear on your radio show. Maybe she could help you out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I've right. had so. It's been great. She's wonderful. Thanks, Howard. And by the way, most of my good interviewing came from you. I mean, I learned so much, and you are the best, the absolute best well, ever. Thank you, Lisa. There's Lisa, the radio DJ, who was helped by Suzanne Summers. Very yeah. nice. Um,. Yeah. Jack Tripper got to live with the two girls because he posed as gay. And then the girls, especially Suzanne Summers, would run around in her negligee feeling that, right. you know, he wasn't looking at her. Those were the best and scenes. somehow the guy downstairs, the landlord, he knew that uh, something was up with that Jack Tripper. <laughs> Don Knotts. He was, he was pretty sure, but he could never prove it. <laughs> Don Knotts. He was good. That guy was good. Did we ever meet Don Knotts? Was he ever on our show? I can't remember. I don't know. I hmm. think he I don't was. Think so. Wait a minute. Did we talk to him when he did that fish movie? And we ain't we we haven't been around that long. That fish no, movie that was movie. in the fifties, sixties. That was from the sixties, Robin. Uh, yeah. I thought he maybe they were re-releasing it. And he came. You talking about? Uh, you talking about the Incredible Mister Limpet? Yeah, Limpet. Was it Limpet really or Limpet? It's Limpet. Limpet. We talked okay. to him at least once. I'm not sure when. Hmm. Might have been at NBC. NBC. Yeah. <laughs> Those were some interviews. I did get to interview Bob Hope when I was at NBC, and I almost got fired for that. For interviewing <laughs> that Bob Hope. wild. That was my character out of the closet, Stern. And after the interview, Bob Hope called up the president of NBC and said, who is that rude young woman <laughs> who interviewed me? It was me. And then, uh, I don't know, they wanted to hear a tape of what I said, but I didn't tape it. So, I mean, I did, but I threw out the tape. Didn't right. give it over because they would have fired me. But didn't you wind up talking to him? Bob Hope, yeah. After, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I did eventually. He but got, no, 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 he, no. After he got upset, didn't he call and you picked up the phone? Well, to take he called. The complaint? To, yeah, I was going to leave that part out, but you're right. He he called the control room looking for the uh, general manager of the radio station, and I got on. And I said, "Hi, this is the general manager," because he only knew me in my you know my out of the closet stern. Right. Yeah. So I go, "Hello." And it was like, hi, this is Bob Hope. I, I was just interviewed by a very rude young lady. I go, that is terrible. <laughs> I was actually, I was in the control room and the music was playing. I go, Mr. Hope. And I was nervous as shit because I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm digging a deeper hole. So I go, Mr. Hope, I'm the general manager. I'm going to make sure that this young man, I mean, this young woman is fired. That's a terrible way for you to be treated. I might have even gotten this young man. I mean, woman will be fired. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, Bob Hope goes like, do you have my, do you have my assurance, man? And go, I go, do I have your assurance? And I go, you have my absolute word. This, this young woman will be fired. Thank you. Yes, sir. Mr. Hope. That's very rude. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back on the air and I went, this is not going to fly. He's not going to give up. But he did. He was satisfied. Yeah, he, that he, he took you at your word that that woman yeah. would be fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing came of it. Thank God. That's what the story we really was. In the early days when that <laughs> happened. And boy, yeah. would they have just gotten rid of us. <laughs> Well, they were looking for any excuse to get rid of us. And Bob yes. Hope, who basically, you know, he had a big relationship with NBC, you know, with all his Bob Hope specials and everything. And, you know, they were just looking for anything. So I thank God someone told me Bob Hope was waiting for the general manager. Cause you know what it was? We were on like seven o'clock at night. So, yeah. you know, at seven o'clock at night, nobody's around to take Bob Hope's call, but he was out in Los Angeles. He probably thought it was the middle of the day. And I just go, yes, this is the general manager. Dom Fervante. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, hey, everybody. It's John Hine Audiobook who wants to talk about Suzanne Summers. Go ahead. I'm a knock on our door. The kisses were hers and hers and his on this 70s hit loaded with double entendres, California Lifestyles, and Norman Fell. Three's company was huge right from the start. The show took place in a Santa Monica two-bedroom condo where the three roommates were the Velma-esque Janet, ditzy blonde Chrissy, and the pretending-to-be-gay, although always interested in a bistro, Jack Tripper. The landlords mm. in the apartment downstairs were a horny elderly couple, the Ropers. Swinging neighbor Larry, who had the sex Excuse appeal me. of Quincy, gave Jack advice that was almost always worth ignoring. In a book, yes, sir. I never understood Free's the concept. company never of... pretended to be anything but a farce. Excuse me. Helen and Stanley Roper were convinced Jack was gay. And... Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, like, I never understood John's book. Like, you buy it, and then he tells you what the sh TV shows were? Yes, and then he tells yeah, I mean, you when they jumped the shark. Right. I think he could assume everyone knows what Three's Company is. I mean, I don't think you need a whole recap. And I mean, when John recaps, I mean, he don't leave out a detail. He even has <laughs> Mr. Roper in there. John, I don't understand your book. I mean, it, you know, you know, I love it. Hey, 
line. If what you is didn't that? know, if you didn't know what Three's Company was about, I have to set up the plot and make sure that you understand. But who I the mean, who are you writing this for? Don't you think most Americans knew at that point who Three's Company is? Like, you can just say, "Hey, Three's Company jumped the shark when Chrissy, you know, ate the hot dog." I can't assume that everybody knows it, Howard. And it did jump the shark when Suzanne Summers left and got replaced by her cousin right. on the show, who looked like Suzanne Summers. Nope, but not her. really. As men, it we know. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl who replaced Suzanne Summers was just not that hot. Yeah, that was. Jenny I don't Lee even Harrison. remember that Jenny Lee Harrison. Yeah, she looked like Suzanne Summers' sister, who wasn't as good-looking as Suzanne Summers was. Yeah. And then Suzanne Summers did a show called She's the Sheriff, which was a terrible show that she looked amazing on. <laughs> Why would you... Re like, if I was the guy in charge of Three's Company and Suzanne Summers was leaving, you mean to tell me they couldn't find anyone hotter than Suzanne Summers? Uh... Apparently, a lot of people thought Jenny Lee Harrison was pretty good looking, but she looked like Suzanne Summers. They, because they were so concerned about, you know, plot continuity on Three's Company, which was such a bad show. Funny, but bad. Hold on a second, John. Oh, it's John Hine audiobook who's incensed. He wants to get on back on the air. Go ahead, John. Helen and Stanley Roper were convinced Jack was gay, and so were we, based on his reaction to spilling the water on his sunbathing Chrissy in the opening. Jack kept getting caught in compromising positions and always had a way out. Holy cow. Chrissy was always hate. stupid. Jack was always goofy. Door. And Janet was always Jack. Wow. <laughs> That's some book. How many copies? Did you sell? Was that a bestseller? Did it sell a lot? It was a bestseller, yes. Wow. Well, it's now a history book. Yeah. Because, you know, these shows aren't, you know, really seen anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought uh, John's book because I was having trouble remembering the plot of Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what Mr. Roper did. Look, in Gilligan's Island, not everybody knows how many castaways there were, how long the you know the tour was. You got to get into those. I can tell of details. you. I don't. I think you could have made that book a lot shorter. Like I know <laughs> there's Gilligan, Skipper, Mr. and Mrs. Howell, okay, Professor. Then you got. Um, um, the movie Mary star, Marianne, and she was not the Gilligan movie star. Yeah, no, no, and Gilligan and uh, Skipper. That's it. You recap in the book who was on the island. Oh, of course. Yeah. Wow. Was there a need for that? Well, I mean, most people know the theme song, and that does have the whole cast in it. But you're right. trying to set the scene. I see. Wow, you really you did a lot of setup. Jeez. It's an amazing book. It really is. Hold on a second. Oh, it's John Hine Audiobook who wants to talk about Gilligan's Island. Oh, no. The SS Minnow was shipwrecked during its three-hour tour. And Gilligan, the skipper too, the millionaire and his wife, the movie star, the professor, and Marianne were stranded on a tiny island. Armed with an right, endless supply that. of clothing and a variety of man-made products of unexplained origin, our stranded castaways battled for survival by but creating John, audio book. I know that. with monkeys and neglecting to notice that their ingenious professor could... Hmm. <laughs> so I got the whole cast out in one sentence, so... Yeah. I'm afraid to open this door. I'm afraid John Hine Audiobook will be there. Let me see. Let me just take a quick peek and see if he's there. Ever figure out how to build a boat. <laughs> Early on, Gilligan survived the transition from black and white to color. And even hmm. Wow. 
That's wow. important in a book. <laughs> Who could that be? Surely you can't be. Jo- Let me just open the door a crack. It changed in its popular theme from and the rest to the professor and Marianne. There you go. Wow. It's like a history book, but the information is useless. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 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 what's the name of that book again i i want to make sure people get it oh jump the shark jump the shark excellent book thank, thank you. you for that yeah thank you happy thank you john happy to contribute awesome yeah no you definitely did how'd you do at the wedding did you go to ronnie's wedding i did i did were, were you insulted time. that were you insulted mamet rated you the worst dancer there like he shouldn't even look <laughs> at you dancing oh yeah i'm really insulted by the guy who clearly you could tell everybody feels about his dancing ability i think right. I, I mean i think i danced once a slow dance and that was it so i don't know how he's judging me on how good or bad a dancer i am but we had a good time i was worried what happened with jd was he disappeared and i was like you know i just wanted to say good night and he didn't show up, and that's why I texted him and I called him. I just wanted to make sure he was okay because, you know, he can get lost in the hotel or whatever. And um, he ended up all right, and I spent some time with him out there, and he's he's doing good. He's doing good. Are you concerned about his drinking? A little bit. Mm. I, I, taught him how to, I taught him how to play craps, which maybe not have been the greatest thing, although he did win, no. which was good. Oh, uh, he did? But, yeah, he did. Craps he is he hard won. to win, man. Which I... I just explain the pass line to him and, you know, okay, if they roll a 7 or an 11, you win. If they roll a 2, 3, or a 12, you lose. And if not, they hit a number, and then they have to hit that number again. And that was it. And he didn't understand that for a long time. I just right. did the pass line for the whole time. By so. the end, he's making come bets. He's looking at hard ways. He's asking me about odds. He, <laughs> he actually got totally caught up in it. It's because Derek, who works with us, went on like a 30-minute roll. And oh, my God. We made a lot of money, which was great. How much money did you uh, gamble, J.D.? How much did you win? I gambled $60, and I made $130. So. Nice. Yep. Yep. Well, John's right. a good teacher. Well, John, I, I heard you were. John, I heard you were gambling. <laughs> I heard you were gambling like crazy. Like you were hitting blackjack. I mean, people said yeah. you were down there a lot. I love to gamble. Uh, <laughs> I won about eight hundred dollars at blackjack and twelve hundred dollars at craps. Nice. Yeah. John. John has a move with it. he does the dice. He always taps the dice twice on the floor before he uh, throws them. It's uh He's one of those guys. He turns them yes. around. He, he turn, what, what do you turn them around to? It depends what the number is. If, I, if it's a, if it's the first roll, I turn them into a seven or an eleven. And <laughs> if I'm trying to hit a point, I hit the, I do the hard way of whatever the number is going to be. But Derek, who had never rolled before, again rolled for half an hour. And what happens is the chips build up on the craps table because people are betting and there's lots of money on there going on. <laughs> and the guys in the pit are trying to tell Derek, okay, don't throw here because we don't want you to knock over the chips. And, and I'm just across. I go, Derek, you keep throwing exactly the way you're throwing. Do not change a thing. <laughs> wow. And he, and he rolled and, and it was, it was a great table. By the way, it's 10 in the morning on a Friday when we were yes. doing this. So we had yeah. the, the true fans of gambling were surrounding the table. Oh yeah. The, the word I heard is, uh, Derek played crap so badly that the dealers were making fun of him and the pit boss called him a sissy that is right? true you're not that supposed to do that why did he they're do trying that because they're trying to get you off your game they switch the staff they, they oh they, yeah they want to break the role and he Derek. 
to to his credit, he powered through. I was wondering why they were switching the staff so much. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, they were getting real mad at me. I had never played craps before, and the first couple times I threw the dice, I kept throwing them off the table. Like, I was throwing them too hard. <laughs> so they, they got mad at me for that. So then... They said I was throwing too soft and I was bouncing the, ch- uh, the dice off the chips and I was knocking the towers of chips over and the guy with the stick had to keep fixing the chips. So the pit boss was like, you're throwing like a girl, you're a sissy, throw like a man. Wow. But uh, I've never I, heard of even... such a disparaging, uh, you're usually they're there like kissing really? your ass and happy you're playing, but, uh, this is, a, he's like a Don Rickles, uh, guy, like uh, sitting there shaming you. Yeah, I think wow. everybody made a lot of money. I mean, the table was filled, and I yeah. think people were making lots of money for a long time. Everybody but me. I somehow only walked away with like $50 more than I started with, but oh. John Hine took me out to breakfast the next day, so that was nice. <laughs> I did. Oh, man. Do you do, do people give you money because they made... You know, like, you ever see these guys that come over and go, hey, I'm going to give you some money because you made a lot of money for me. You ever see those guys? I didn't see those guys. I wish I did. <laughs> Oh, apparently yeah. Sal is like one of these guys. Like, I wanted to look for Sal because I guess he he won big at some table. I'm not. I didn't see that, but I was I was ready for Sal to bet some money. John Hine though is like he's a little clairvoyant when it comes to gambling. <laughs> like he had been playing blackjack all night. He was doing unbelievable. He won a bunch of money, and he was like, "All right, I'm turning in for the night." So then, like a half hour, forty forty five minutes later, Sal is at the roulette table, and out of nowhere. Here comes John Hine. Sal had just hit a 17. Right. So John Hine comes back and he goes, he just out of nowhere, whispers to Sal's ear, it's going to be 17 again, and then walks away. Sal put the money down on 17 for a second time. What are the odds of that? And sure as shit, he hit it. It was three unbelievable. Times, three times at, in a row. Look at John 17. smiling like he knows something. <laughs> like, yeah, he did something. Yeah. It works. It works. 17 at roulette. That's the number to play, folks. It it will come up. And Sal, I mean, Sal, you were on a roll before I even got over there. I mean, you're, yeah. you're big on the roulette. Well, my son's number is 17, his birthday. So I went and played 17. And then I was going to take the chips away. And John goes, no, stick with 17. And it came out two more times. Won 500 bucks in three rolls. Well, that's yeah, great. Sal's but, like uh, his dad, but lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, John's one of those guys who's all superstitious. Like, he would not gamble with one of the people on staff because the table cooled off whenever this guy right, would sit hold, down and okay, avoid him. Expl- you know? Let me explain okay, what happened here, Howard. So, and Derek and JD, you were there. You can back me up on this. Derek's on a roll. Again, he's ignoring the pit boss. He's ignoring everyone. He keeps doing, throwing it the same sissy way that they said. He's hitting number <laughs> after number. Nothing's going wrong. And then someone came over and they threw down cash to get chips to play. And you don't do that in the middle of a roll. It's, it's gambling 101. You don't break into a shoe in blackjack. You don't do that. And this person did that. And Derek, what happened on the very next roll? I rolled a seven, which I didn't even know I was supposed to be avoiding. I seven, just, yeah, yeah, seven out, killed the whole table, and I was like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" Like you got to. This know is someone on our staff who is unlucky, who is uh, throwing is money of, down. It's a, it's a behind the scenes guy who did that, I and, see. and yes, and who knows how to gamble, but he just didn't know that that form of etiquette. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, after a, a dinner, I wanted to go out and watch John Hine and try to gamble with John Hine. He's playing blackjack. As soon as I walk over to the table, he loses three hands in a row. I, I, I walked away. <laughs> I knew I needed to leave and I just walked. Yeah, you're away. unlucky. You, you caused it. <laughs> I did. Were you, did. John, were you pissed off? Were you like fucking JD had to walk over here in the middle of a, 
Are you? Hey, anybody who breaks a run, of course I get upset. But one of the rules I have, Howard, is if I lose three hands in a row, I will step away. Like I, I firmly Ooh. believe in streaks. And if I'm winning, yeah. I will max out a bet. At that blackjack table, I got dealt two twos against the dealer was showing a oh, six. Here we go. <laughs> and I split the twos. I got another two. I got an eight. I doubled. I, I, I ended up having four twos. I ended up having five huge bets. And the dealer, you know, flipped over an eight and then broke. And I won those bets. That's really what made my night. But I've had nights when I don't win those bets. And then I am not a very happy person to be with. That's for sure. <laughs> How much do you gamble in one hand? Like, do you are you at the $25 table? Where are you? Yeah, I'm at the $25 table. Typically, I'm at the $25 table. If that it's hand you. I had... I think I had 55 or $60 down, and then I kept doubling, and so I had probably around $300 down on that hand. Oh, he had wow. stacks and stacks and stacks of chips surrounding him. It was crazy. <laughs> I love gambling. I do. That, yeah. Oh, that's fun. I, I don't like it so much. I used to like it, but not anymore. What's your wife doing while you're gambling? Was she just like kind of luxuriating and going to the spa? She went for a massage. She's not a big gambler. What I try to do is if she comes by, I'm like, here, take these and go take them away because I don't want to <laughs> play them, you know, like a bank. I don't want to play them again. So, uh, no, she's not a gambler like I am. But I was really happy to get J.D. out there and, and get him on the craps table <laughs> and, and get him started in a in something he could pursue. Is it hard yeah, for J.D. To, to gamble? Because I'm sure a lot of his fans start congregating around the table to look at him. Is that true? It's difficult. He needs his own yeah. space. A well, couple, one time, somebody JD tried to move his chips over, and that didn't work out too well. well so, I, I was standing there, and someone told me you're not fun to gamble with because I, I don't. I, I'm sitting there, like standing there, all stressed out about every roll. Derek, I needed Derek to roll a fucking eight, and he wouldn't roll an eight. He kept rolling, you know, everything else. But no, uh, well, Derek's not a team player. I mean, I, I once <laughs> needed him to roll an eight and he wouldn't do it. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> he eventually did. He eventually did. Thank God. Yeah. But, uh, no, it sounds like a lot of hijinks. Sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. beautiful. Blast. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I missed Sitting it. next to John Hine. What a blast. <laughs> yeah. 10 a.m. Remember, get yeah. down to the. <laughs> 10 a.m. Plenty table. of spaces at the $15 crap table. Oh, plenty of spaces. <laughs> and Howard, it was one of those days like, you know, everyone's having fun. We're having drinks. There's lots of going on. And the question always was, where's John Hine? Oh, he's at that blackjack table. Like you always knew where John Hine was. He loves it. Always at the table. Yeah. Call me crazy. I'm in Las Vegas. You figure you're going to gamble while you're there. Everybody else was going to see Hocus Pocus. And, and that's not why you're there. You know? <laughs> no, you're in, you're in Vegas. Gamble. That's it. Exactly. Is it true that? See is it true, sphere? JD, that there were, yeah, uh, is it, let me just ask this. Is it true that you avoided an attractive stalker and you had to leave the casino? Who, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And listen, that was uh, a smart move. This lady was wacky. Yeah. yeah yes. She was taking pictures Wait a of Gary. Wait a second. <laughs> JD's down in the casino and some chick's digging JD and he's no, no, avoiding dude. her. Dude. So we go down to the welcome party. Okay. There is a, uh, uh, a VIP area that we all wait in before we could go up in the elevator. This woman comes in. I mean, she's okay. I mean, I, you know, whatever. She's fine. She's all right. Uh, if someone else finds her attractive, great. She starts like talking to me about some HBO show and how I want to be a filmmaker. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going along with this conversation because I don't know who she is. She must know Ronnie somehow. <laughs> So then we all get into the elevator to go up to the room. 
but she didn't go in. And I'm looking at, I'm like, who the fuck was that woman? And like, oh, she's one, she's been staking out the couch, uh, outside. She's, she told someone that she was Sam's mom to try to get up to the party. And then, uh, and then the next day she apparently showed, showed up at the cabanas. <laughs> and then, and then after dinner, I saw her next to the table where John Hine was gambling. I was like, I got it. I can't. I and when she was at that table, she, you know, John Hines winning at blackjack. She's just sitting at the roulette table next door, not playing a game. And she's taking pictures of Gary. And then <laughs> underneath the table is just zooming in on Gary's face <laughs> and then swiping to the next picture of Gary, then zooming in on his face again. Like it was crazy. Dude, you weren't uh, JD. Maybe was uh, this scary. Yeah, well, maybe JD could have gotten lucky with her. Oh, yeah, Will, was sure. Will was Will was like bullying JD at the pool, going, "Just fuck her, just fuck her, let her suck your dick." <laughs> it was hot. I, I wasn't bullying, but I was like, "This woman is really attractive, and oh, she so, has okay. money, and she was uh, great she to be wasn't Katie, attractive." And like, you guys are all Will. freaked out. She was attractive. Like, JD, she, Ronnie, work it. No, there's Ronnie, she was attractive. Work. She had Don't a stick your on, dick Ronnie. in crazy like that. She was she was yeah. out there. She freaked out John Blitz. Dude, That's how out there she was. <laughs> yeah, but, she but, went right but, up to John Gary's, first night. Gary, oh. Gary, was she attractive? Howard, she was attractive. I thought she was in her early 40s, and I found out from her son. Uh, we all got to spend time with her uh, against our will. <laughs> I she picked us she off 50, from the group. 57, and she's wearing a bikini. She was pulling it off, so I thought she was very attractive. But I will tell you, man, she was everywhere. You know, Howard, she bought a cabana, right? Those things aren't cheap. Next and we think us. we think the cabana would have been even closer to us, but Wayne got a cabana and Ronnie like fun. Who, whoever was there to move move her away. But I thought that JD should have totally gone for it. But it oh, definitely is gonna be one of those things you were gonna regret. You were yeah, definitely gonna regret on. it. No, he wouldn't. But so what's the downside? Well, well, the downside uh, losing uh, a kidney uh, in a bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, please. You guys. Let me tell you. Uh she I did banged many a wacky chick when I was desperate. Howard, Stop she did it. not understand social cues at all. Really? At all. No. no. All right. Well, neither does JD. No. That sounds like a good match. That's true. <laughs> That's what I don't need. I need, you know, someone that has some, uh, they know what to do. I thought you said picky. You're a little too picky for my taste. Uh, yeah, you didn't have to marry her. Yeah. Well, who, hey. who knows, Robin? I don't know. <laughs> JD, what about what Robin said? Did you go see that sphere? I did go to the sphere. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is a, it's a good experience. It's, uh, uh, the movie is, is good. It's a little preachy about like global warming and stuff, but, uh, it's pretty crazy to see. But, uh, once you see that, I mean, you know, I'm just waiting for other movies to be made or whatever to be shown out here. Uh, for a concert or whatever, it'll be crazy. The U2 stuff. Wolfie I'm told sure. me he was at the Sphere with you and you were giggling throughout the movie at the Sphere and he said it was very distracting. Every time they changed the scene, they would go from like the ocean to the mountains. There was not one thing funny. He's giggling the whole time. There was a guy in front of us that kept turning around like, oh, what no, the there wasn't Wolfie. No, there was right in front of us. You were distracting that guy. No, I think it was show. the woman, the old woman that was taking pictures uh, loudly in the in the row. Next, but why? Next but JD, why are you laughing at the, this movie? That I was. I, I liked what was being so. I was being like. I was being. It wasn't was it a giggling. Comedy? It wasn't How giggling. It? it was like oh, you know, or you know, just like oh wow, you know. I Can't you just be quiet? 
I mean, uh, Howard, the other thing, this, this is. I like to react sometimes. Sorry. This is you're in a movie theater. You can't start talking to the screen. And I wasn't telling the movie is to funny. the screen. I was reacting yeah. to what was being shown. But you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I mean, like, like who cares what your thoughts are? Keep them internal. Like, keep them to yourself. We're watching. Who you talk, wait a second. Who are you talking to, J.D.? Well, I had my trainer next to me. I had someone else oh, next to me. You know, we I were see. a group. I was like, you know, pointing stuff out to everybody. We're watching the biggest you had a point in the world. Out. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest screen in the world. Mid-show, right. J.D. is watching football on his phone. No, that, light, hold on. That was before. Out of his phone. Oh, no wonder you have a drinking God. problem. That was, oh, Wolfie, you're being such an asshole right now. We paid that 100 was, bucks a ticket, and that he's was, distracting the whole area with his phone watching Wolfie, football. Wolfie, oh, he was, he, such he, a he was watching the drinking channel on YouTube, that was just watching up, people like, drink alcohol. That was, first of all, that was before the movie had started. Once the movie started, I... I the lights watch. were off. Can I give you the a tip, JD? Yes. Before the movie starts, talk to your friends. And then when the movie's playing, I talk shut to him up. all goddamn day. What else am I going to say to him? <laughs> no, I'm saying you're talking during the movie. All fucking day, all goddamn week. Listen to Howard. <laughs> He's giving you advice. <laughs> giving you advice about how to behave. When you're in the movies, I don't like to hear anybody talking behind me. I don't care what your thoughts are. All you of know what I'm saying? He's just talking. He's not even paying 100 bucks for the movie. This isn't like some like dialogue heavy movie. This is, it's like a fucking experience. It's an IMAX or whatever. You're allowed to fucking, so. oh, wow. You're, you're allowed to say that. This isn't that type of thing. I was going to call security to have him talk. Oh, shit, you so know what? <laughs> you know what? Ronnie was right to get you thrown out. <laughs> Someone said that JD put on the football game as soon as he heard T Taylor Swift was at the game. Like, uh, I'm telling you, no, unbelievable. Well, I, I have Travis Kelsey on my fantasy team. I wanted to see how he was doing. So yeah, evidently those two are going strong. Um, Travis Kelsey was part of a bit on Saturday Night Live, and then Taylor Swift was with him at Saturday Night Live, and she introduced the musical act, and she just randomly popped on, and the place went nuts. And uh, evidently there was an after party with Saturday Night Live cast, and they showed up, and they were making out. Lest anyone think it's a, a fabricated type of relationship, uh, they were making out, and uh, Taylor, uh, evidently, Travis Kelsey uh, had, had his hand around her waist the whole night. Like, was oh, they went to Nobu? They went to Nobu? Yeah. That, that seals the deal. If they went to Nobu, they were a couple. Yeah, they went to Nobu, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize. They, went they were to holding Nobu. hands. They were seen holding hands for the first time. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think that she falls hard and fast. You know, you thought she was going to take it easy and stretch this out and spend he some should marry time her. away. She's falling hard, apparently. If I was him, I'd lock her down. I, never mind Ronnie getting married. I, if I was Travis Kelsey, I'd have a wet. I'd say, listen, I know it's a little quick. But I'm going to marry you. I want you. I want to. I want you to have my babies. I want you to be with me. That's it. Well, what Back do you think is going to happen truck. when she goes off mm -hmm. on that tour? Do you know that this Eras tour, Era, the, um, <laughs> made $4 billion between merch yeah. and uh, also ticket sales and whatever, you know, the movie, $4 billion. They said that's enough money that you could give every person in America $25, something like that. I mean, that's how much money she made. Four billion fucking dollars. If I was Travis Kelsey, I'm like looking at what? A three year football career, five years at the most. And, uh, man, 
Oh, and she's hot. Cash register, you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, she's very good looking. I would marry her. I mean, uh, in a minute. You don't <laughs> if, know if, what she's like. Her. Who cares? I mean, how bad could she be? <laughs> Talent. You know uh, seriously, how bad could she be? You know, Look, a lot of people are like. Guys who've gone through there and didn't stop. Mm. Well, they're assholes. <laughs> they're, 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 Travis Kelsey should be, we can, uh, you know. Travis Kelsey should get on with his agent. The agent goes, "Listen, Travis, you need to marry that girl. Get a get, put a ring on it for Christ's sake. Are you nuts? I can't. What do you think you're going to do in five years when your head gets bashed in with a concussion? <laughs> you need to marry Taylor Swift, and then you will be famous forever. You will be famous, and you will have a lot of money. And do me a favor." Throw away your condoms and knock her up. <laughs> and get a baby in that uterus of her, in her vulva. In her vulva? No, it's the, yeah. you want the baby. Get the baby the on her vulva. Come on her vulva and maybe it'll drip in. Oh, well, you know, you know, you're, you're not going to have a career for 25 years. You don't play tennis, you fuck. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Most of you dudes get a concussion and you're all fucked up or you break your leg. Not everyone can be Tom Brady and have that type of longevity. And, not, and, and, and knock her up before your brains get knocked around, you big dummy. I'm your agent. I'm on your team. I can't and you know what else I'm so going to tell you? Mercenary. You know what else I'm going to tell you, Travis? And I'm just talking sense here. You marry that girl and change your last name to Swift. <laughs> Do whatever the fuck you, you should be, Travis Swift. <laughs> I'm telling you. What happened to love? <laughs> once you have a, once you have, once you have a child with her, hell, maybe she'll have twins and you can get double the money because you'll get child support. <laughs> You'll tell her you want the kids half the time. And Check. if I was you, I'd propose to her while you can still put a sentence together. <laughs> Why aren't you on Taylor Swift's side? I am. Doesn't I'm on every do? I'm on the side I'm on the what? side of love. I'm on the side <laughs> of love, honey. And who are you? I'm having a private conversation with my client. <laughs> I can hear what you're saying. Here's I don't know the how. thing. <laughs> Most of the I represent about 25 NFL players. Yeah. A lot of these guys are pro athletes. They play beautifully and they get their career ended very quickly by a broken leg, a broken, uh, you know, head and neck. Now, what I'm knees, saying is knees are bad. Yeah. yeah. Ta knees. Taylor Swift's if she marries my client, Travis Kelsey. And he gets injured, then she's stuck with him. But if she's still <laughs> dating him, she's going to dump him. Because she doesn't want to get... Imagine he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Taylor Swift's not going to, you know, it's not going to be that much fun for her. That's not cute. <laughs> That's right. I'm just saying that he's got to propose to her while he can still put a sentence together. His retirement package is that vagina. Right there. <laughs> well, he was wearing her lipstick, you know, in one of the pictures oh. I saw. His lips were red, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Smooching with her. Yeah, yeah, kiss her. Kiss her. Make love to her.
That's what I tell them. Never mind the game. Fuck the game. <laughs> it is estimated, and I'm an agent, so I know this stuff. It is estimated that the Errors Tour movie grossed about $95 million. Hard dollars. Opening At the weekend. box office. Yes. Not yes. soft dollars. Hard dollars. At the box office this weekend. Not soft dollars. Hard. I mean hard. <laughs> and that's a good girl, that Taylor Swift. She's pretty. She sings well. She does a wonderful performance. And you know what I said to my client? I said, Travis, that's the kind of girl that'll change your diapers when your CTE oh kicks in. God. That's right. You don't know how many <laughs> NFL players have CTE. Oh. That's right. Travis Kelsey is not going to have all his marbles the rest of his life. That's what it you're, means to be an NFL. You're predicting that he I won't know. keep his marbles. I don't have one client who doesn't have CTE. <laughs> Every one of them walking around. They don't know. What, no one knows what they're talking about. <laughs> I said, you fuck her and give her a baby. Let those babies pop out of her. I have a hundred babies like some of them freaks on TLC. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> and you have a wedding and you look Taylor in the eyes and you say that you're building a house with your love. <laughs> Chicks dig it. Your house is complete. <laughs> Your house is complete. The foundation is strong. What did he say again? The bulldozers are gone. The bulldozers are gone. <laughs> what a romantic. <laughs> I'm not being um I'm not being sinister. I'm an agent. I look out for my clients. Okay. All right. And it I'm gonna sounds tell you a little cold to me. When I got out of college, I went to Syracuse University. I majored in being an agent in uh -huh. business. And I got out of school. And let me tell you, now for 40 years, I represent a lot of dummies. I mean athletes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. These boys need guidance. <laughs> I had one client. He had such bad CTE. I had to shake my keys to get his attention. Oh, boy. Like a dog. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's got to stay healthy and get her married to him. All right. Oh, have a horrible, horrible thing will happen. What if he gets injured? Well, he chose football for a living. She's attracted to the big, strong football man. <laughs> the big, strong athlete. That's what she's attracted to. She wants Superman. Poor Christopher Reeves. You saw what happened to him, right? Yeah. All right, then. I'll tell you what you can't shake off. Massive brain trauma. You know, <laughs> shake it off? Yes, I do know yeah. that song. Yeah. And that girl's a hot catch. And I told my client, Travis Kelsey, you married Taylor Swift and prontissimo. Well, is he listening? <laughs> He heard me. I said, here's what I said to him. I'll give you an exact quote. I said, she's got a 401k attached to her G-spot. You rub that thing right, <laughs> before you know it, you'll be in the money. And you don't want to get CTE because she ain't going to marry you. Marry her before you're shitting in your pants and drooling. That's oh. an error you don't, that's an error she doesn't want to be in. I can't tell you. I got, I got, I got 10 clients now that have the IQ of a wet sponge. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding, Robin. You think you'd want to marry one of them? I don't think so. Well, uh, okay. I guess you're a realist and I'm a romantic. Of course. I'm romantic, sure. She's terrific. Who can you bang with more money than her? It's either there's two choices in life, Taylor Swift yeah. or Oprah. Oh. <laughs> right? Well, I guess Oprah's single too, yeah. That's Oprah's true. single. I I beg my guys. Bang Oprah. Do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> Free advice. It's good advice. Those two, uh why not? Who knows what's gonna happen to this guy? He's one tackle away from having a blank space between his ears. <laughs> Not the brightest bulb anyway. Boy, what do you, you really think? talk up your clients. <laughs> I'm a realist. This is just between us. I'm not, uh, this isn't something I would tell him. <laughs> I was very frank with him. I said, you pound Taylor Swift's box until money comes out like you're Super Mario. Oh, he goodness. understood that. That's right. right. You understand Super right. Mario, that reference? That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, honey. Right. But yeah, every well, week they're together. Uh, yep. Showing America their love. Yeah. Yeah. They're really in love, those two. I love that newspaper, the Daily Mail. I go on there every day. I, the headline last week was, this is a headline. Zendaya goes braless in a white vest as she gets her groove on while watching Victoria Monet perform. And I went, you know what? I'm going to read the that. presses. We got to yeah, get I, I this story in there. <laughs> I said, wait a second. Zendaya and braless? And meanwhile, <laughs> if I can complain a little bit, I was a little upset because when I went to the pictures, she was braless, but she had a jacket on over it. Oh, so you really yeah. couldn't see anything. I couldn't really see. <laughs> Do you find yourself twisting the picture? <laughs> trying? No, <laughs> no, I scroll down. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, I'm like, you know. You're online. I'm like, wait. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. There's no evidence here that she's braless. I need to scroll. <laughs> right on those sensitive it, nipples, my friend. There you go. Absolutely. Did I read everything? I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I had to get to. Post Malone will be here tomorrow. He's going to oh. perform a couple of tunes. Everybody loves Post Malone. He's a big star. Big star. I wonder if he knows Taylor Swift and why he's not dating her. Well, he's married, isn't he? He's got a girlfriend, I think. I don't know if he's married. I know he has kids. Got kids, yeah. That's intense, man. I got to ask him if uh, the kids freak out over the face tattoos. I'm fascinated by that. Hmm. When your dad has always had tattoos. Yeah. Is it like normal? And you wonder yeah. why other people's faces aren't covered? <laughs> but Post Malone's going to be here. He's going to do a couple of tunes. Talk to him about how things are going, what his life is like, blah, blah, blah. You know. I'm curious. He's lost a lot of weight since we last saw him. Yeah, but he didn't do Ozempic. He no. um he he lost it the old fashioned way. So there you go. Anyway, I didn't finish even my thoughts about the Keith Richards interview, but we got tomorrow. Let let's um let's call it a day.
I think I got most to Did I get to everything? Let me see what the fans wrote in. The fans wrote a lot of stuff about Keith. Yeah, by the way, what I was going to say about it is, so I was telling Robin before we were rudely interrupted that um, this came about and I was so anxious to get it on the air. I was going to save it for our show, but I was like, this is great. I got to sit with Keith Richards and he was so cool. And You're going to wait a whole week, let it sit there for a whole week. You just couldn't do it, could you? No. So I said, let it just come on, even though we're on vacation. And uh, we put it on the air, and so many people wrote in. I heard from so many people. Got a beautiful couple of emails from uh, friends of mine who are musicians. Uh huh. And they said, "Boy, we, you know, we didn't, you know, you never hear Keith like that. It was really good to hear him. And, uh, so many nice things. Um, a lot of people appreciated the fact that while we were away." It was, a, you know, something new to listen to. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Made the fans happy. One guy writes, it was refreshing to see someone as famous as Keith Richards be genuinely touched during an interview. When Howard said Let It Loose was his favorite Stone song, you could tell Keith was moved by it. Oh, my God. I, I can't even listen to that song without getting emotional. Let It Loose. Right there, gets me. Get the chills. I always knew Keith and Mick were both involved in the writing, but I didn't realize just how much of it Keith did. All these years, I thought Angie was about Angie Bowie. Uh, blew my mind to find out it's about Keith's daughter, somebody else wrote. By the way, I wanted to explain something to people who are not musicians. Uh, During uh, the interview with Keith, we talked about how he plays with only five strings on his guitar. Um, That's called an open tuning, what he does. And I, I realize, like, maybe some people don't know what that means, but that means all his strings are tuned to a chord. You see, normal guitars sound like this. But when you have open tuning, it makes your strings sound like this. And Keith says, hey, that made all the difference in the world to him, doing that open tuning, that it uh, helped him write songs. See, with that open tuning, you can play a nice little... uh, I, you can play a chord without doing anything. So you and I could play chords. Oh. And anyway. Fun. I mean, it was, it was ridiculously emotional. And as Robin said, as you saw in the pictures that we released, uh, at the end of the interview, we were sitting on the couch taking pictures. And uh, Keith put his arms around me. And I said to Robin, man, that felt as good as it gets for me. Yeah, it was. it's a beautiful picture. Yeah, I saved that one. Put that on my computer. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I was like, look at that. They look like they've known each other for years and just they're having a reunion. It looked like best friends getting together. They were both smiling. And I was like, wow, even Howard's happy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm never happy. <laughs> 
But I was so anxious to get it on the air. We were just going to, you know, wait a while to play it. But I just said, let's get it on the air if it's okay with Keith. And he was okay with it. He was happy. So we, uh, we, it was just a fabulous moment. Really a big highlight. Great time. Yeah. I looked Keith in the eyes. I'm happy. Yeah. I, I, I looked Keith in the eyes. I said, I, we're building a house together. Uh, The bulldozers and the cranes are gone. There you go, Robin. You already memorized it. Um, I just took the morning off so I could dedicate myself solely to listening to you and Keith chop it up. And the breakdown of each legendary song was scientific. And a lot of different things. People, uh, people, I mean, there's so many notes here. And uh, thank you. I'm glad uh, everyone enjoyed it. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger. People, a lot of nice feedback on Arnold. I thought Arnold was terrific. It's great to uh, to hear from him and hear what he's up to. I find him very inspirational. And you know who else got well, some you, nice shout-outs? Well, you know shout-outs? what's amazing? It's used to, you used to make fun of Arnold when he was like, yeah, I conquered this and I conquered that. But he really now tells you that this was hard work and I had to do this and I had to do that and I studied and, I, you know, he, this was something he worked at. You know who received a lot of nice praise? Fake Arnold. Really? Uh, who came on afterwards. Yeah, so fun hearing from fake Arnold after the visit from real Arnold. <laughs> that dude has, uh, fake Arnold has that, that mannerisms and everything down perfectly. Uh, tuned into the Arnold interview late, and it took me a few minutes to realize the real Arnold had left and Howard was talking to fake Arnold. <laughs> I will be back shortly, had me rolling. Yeah, I believe fake Arnold would prefer to, uh, instead of I'll be back, he said, I will be back shortly. He felt that was the right way to go. That's what he would have done, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I know who this is. I didn't know you were here today. Hey, fake Arnold. Yes, Howard, good morning. How are you? I'm good. This is fantastic. Let, let Let me tell you something, Howard. Of all the radio shows that I've done, this one is the most recent. You're referring, uh, Arnold, you're referring to Milton Berle taught you how to deliver a joke and you just did an example of that. <laughs> of you did course, he told me to yeah. make sure that you pause. You know, first, first, Uncle Milton showed me his huge penis first. He said, look at my cock. And then he said, make sure that you pause. <laughs> so cock and pause. I never forgot it, Howard. Uh, never right. forgot it. You know, fake Arnold, I was going to ask you, you've been part of so many great movies. Um, do you feel that the real Arnold delivered the lines perfectly? Or do you have feelings that maybe you could have done a better job with the movies? Absolutely. And I did not want to step on the great interview with the real Arnold, but for example, I felt that Hasta la Vista Baby should have been something like Adios Muchachos or, you know, Hasta Luego or, you know, Donde Esta Biblioteca. Make it more inclusive, Howard, is what I'm trying I to say. Uh, this is you important, think, right? You because think it's all these people what? are whining, so you have to make it more inclusive for all the different colors or, you know, get to the chopper. Remember this line? Get to the chopper. Should have been, you know, board the helicopter, fasten your seatbelt. Safety is important. You know, these kind of things, Howard. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you know, you know, you are a talent also. And I mean, you have a right to feel that way. So when you watch the movies, you get upset and say, oh, we should have done this. 
Of course, of course. I, I sit there, for example, I sit there and I go, God damn it. He said, it's, it's not a tumor. What he should have said was, I spoke to my oncologist and, and thankfully after weeks of testing and all this, the results of the biopsy are negative for the malignancy and I do not have an abnormal mass of the neoplasmic tumor. That's much better. Also, Howard, the more lines that you say, the more screen time, the more money. You see, don't be an idiot. Ah. What's the matter with you? Well, I got, I was thinking about you. You were so good. After Real Arnold left, you came in and, and lifted everyone's spirits, of course. And I was thinking about this. Fake Arnold, you should run for president because you were born in the United States. Exactly. It is legal for me. I could do it. As I said before, Howard, we could get a body double because, you know, I do not look like Arnold. We or a puppet <laughs> or something like that, right? Maybe right. you could get, you know, you get the goddamn Ronnie puppet, make an Arnold puppet, and, and and I would do the voice. I would lip sync. We will win, Howard. We can do this. Yeah, you uh, are such a good impressionist, and you are so great, fake Arnold, that uh, I know everyone enjoyed you. And I, I must tell you, there was an avalanche of email. I'm my willing fans. to go for that whole presidential thing. I would vote uh, yeah. for Arnold. Thank you, Robin. Arnold. Thank you, Robin. And if I win, I will bang you. I think this is a fantastic uh, victory lap for me to have sex Fake with Arnold. You. Fake Arnold, uh, you have so many plans, but will you? are you willing to do the hard work? In other words, if you become president, will you do the kind of hard work that Arnold does? Absolutely. I will go in there and I will sit there, you know, I have a few pens on my desk and I will you know, doodle and uh, say, sure, pass this bill or whatever. Exactly. Howard, this is what he did. I will do the same thing he did. I do not know what the hell I will do, Howard. I would just, you know, get rid of the bed bugs. That's number one. I will right. do this. All right. Well, uh, thank you, uh, fake Arnold. And uh, we, everyone uh, loved you. Thank you so much. There is fake thank Arnold. You. Howard Stern, comma, asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> Finally, in the email, I do want to mention this. There was a lot of discussion about Ralph, whether he's gay or not. Uh, the debate goes on and on and on. It's fueled by all of these conversations we have about Ralph. Angry Alice, who we don't hear from a lot, but Angry Alice left a voicemail giving us her two cents and making a revelation of her own. So here it okay. is for those of you who are fans of Angry Alice. I'd say, I'd say hello to my friend, Baba Boy, Howard, and Binky. And I'm not ashamed to say I am attracted to women. I like the way they look without their clothes on. But I, I don't think I will ever fuck one, but I, I am attracted to women. And Ralph, when it come to you, you're gay. Come on. Why are you ashamed being gay? And, and why are y'all so ashamed to be who you really are? And when it come to Robin, she like women too. Come on. Okay, I'm attracted to you, Robin. But if I was pretty like well 25 years ago, I still wouldn't fuck no woman. But I am attracted to you, so stop being ashamed to be gay. Come out of the car. Who gives a damn what people think? They're going right. to talk about you no matter if you're straight or gay. That's my peace of mind. How are you doing, Chief? Yeah, absolutely, Robin. <laughs> Uh, forget shock. Ralph. What's your problem? Why did you I come out? Well, there that you go. She even mentioned me. Now she's telling me she found me attractive. There you and go. And had a crush on me, I guess. I thought her crush was on Fred. Who knew? Well, anyway, 
Robin, uh, tomorrow's another day. Like I said, Post Malone will be here. By the way, if you want to uh, see or listen to the full audio, the video, the interview with Keith Richards is now on Sirius XM. It's an app. The app. Don't forget about the app. It's yours. You're a subscriber. The app is yours. And they've got phenomenal amounts of material on there. Uh, not only for our channel, the uh, the two channels we have, but there's a... Uh, you know, there's a wide array of entertainment there. You could just spend all day on the SiriusXM app. So check that out. And the Keith Richards interview is really special. And uh, I want to thank Keith again for doing that. I mean, let's face That's it. That's how I listened back to it. I was here, of course, for the for the interview. But I listened back this weekend. And it was all on demand on the app. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Fake Arnold, too. Uh, actor, comedian, Josh Robert Thompson checking in as fake Arnold. He does such a good job.